comic. Why so serious? What? I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger mission. Logic. Dance off, bro! Me and you! Comic. What? Logic. Lonesome back here. Little help here. Excuse me. Woo. Dopinder. Cool. Dead. Why the fancy red suit, Mr. Pool? Oh, that's because it's Christmas Day, Dopinder. And I'm after someone on my naughty list. You're probably thinking this was a superhero movie, but that guy in the suit just turned that other guy into a kebab. Surprise. This is a different kind of superhero story. To tell it right, we gotta take you back before I squeezed into red spandex. Unwieldy. It shouldn't get that bad. But yeah, theater, uh, Netflix, TNT with commercials. <laughs> so, I prefer TBS uh, always. TBS, fun. TBS, basic cable with commercials. <laughs> we can we can change or, it to TBS or it, ABC Family. ABC. Soon, to, soon to be Freeform. <laughs> WGN during a Cubs rain delay. <laughs> oh, Ooh. that means the movie's been out for twenty five years. Or it's House Two. Um, the second story. Hey everyone, welcome to Comic Book Logic. This is our year in preview. You, 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 you. Nice. Hey everyone, I'm uh, your host Joe, and with you as always is my co-host Kevin. Hello, from the future. (laughs) Today. (laughs) And uh, with us is a special co-host today. It's uh, the host of Pat's Retro Video Game Review Podcast, aka Play On, Pat B. Hello guys. How are you? (laughs) That's not a really dramatic entrance. Yeah, it's, it's me. Gonna, it's going to be there. You go. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's an honor to be here. I'm really excited that uh, I'm on the show with you guys. I'm a huge fan. Oh, yeah, nice. long time listener, first time uh, co-hoster. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Welcome. Well, don't treat this yeah. like you treat your Collins to the Rush Limbaugh show. So, <laughs> um, so this is we're actually going to be previewing all the comic book movies that are going to be coming out in 2016. We're going to kind of give an overview of them and kind of give you our initial thoughts based on. Press, trailers, um, pictures that we see, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, whatever we have to go on. All right, so we're uh, with with no delay, we're going to get into our first movie. We're going to do these chronologically. Yeah, in order uh, of release. In order of release. What's the first one we got? Uh, supposedly coming, uh, as of right now, uh, February 12th, that's Deadpool. Deadpool. Starring Clint Eastwood. I was going to make a Clint Eastwood joke. And <laughs> Jim no... Carrey, right? Jim Carrey was in that one, right? Oh, I don't... Maybe. I think it was Jim Carrey was That's in Deadpool. That's been a long time since I've Deadpool? seen The Deadpool. Yeah. Oh, The Deadpool. The Deadpool, which I have no choice but to assume this is a gritty reboot of. Okay, so just giving you a brief little uh, backstory to the comic book of Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool, a.k.a. Wade Winston Wilson, is a... Uh, character from february of 1991 he debuted in the new mutants number 98 this is an x-men comic now this is actually from the x-men line uh that of course fox has all the rights to so this is coming out of the fox studios Ooh, the x-mans the x-mans uh which we'll get into another one a little bit later uh this one is a a little crazy because this is actually not the first appearance of deadpool in the marvel and in the the x-men universe that was in uh, Wolverine Origins, yeah, uh, as played by the same character, uh, uh, actor Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yes, Ryan uh, Green Lantern Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan, keep on trying, Reynolds. <laughs> keep on trucking. Uh, he actually appeared in Wolverine Origins, where he basically took a character that was 
a guy who's really funny and talks a lot and kind of breaks the fourth wall with the comic book reader, and so is his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, played him as mute. He played him, yeah, because that's what you want to do with your with your really cool. Well, characters. if you got a character who, as I understand him, uh, is known and beloved for uh, swearing up a storm, yeah, um, and you don't want an R rating, yeah, then you kind of got to either just rewrite the character completely. Or come up with a reason for him not to talk. Well, it's not necessarily that he's known for swearing. He's just known for being absolutely goofy. Like, mm. to the point where it can kind of get a little annoying depending on who's writing him. I've always known about Deadpool. The thing that I didn't know about is the weird... The fan base that he has. It's, There's, it's, it's a completely yeah. different feel from any other Marvel character. And I, I wasn't aware of it. I've known about Deadpool since I was a kid, but... Now that the when the movie was announced, this whole other group of X Men fans came out like, "Oh, Deadpool!" and he's so yeah. fun. Like it was just a it, I, I didn't know about this. Yeah, Deadpool's one of those weird like comic convention uh, cosplays. Like everyone does them because they think it's an opportunity to act really goofy and like mm-hmm. hump random objects mm-hmm. and you know get get away with I, uh, doing a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, and I knew that people loved. Deadpool, I guess I don't, I didn't really know why, and I definitely didn't know to that extent, but he was, that was what was interesting, I think, for me about that character, was I actually was aware of him for a long time, at a time when, you know, my my comic book knowledge was limited to, you know, whoever, kind of the big cultural, you know, Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, those kind of guys. For some reason, I knew Deadpool, and that must have been because even back then, you know, high school was whatever 15 years ago people were were really into him so. well he was he was created by rob liefeld who is notoriously for being a, a terrible artist and i think i've had to yell at you about him a couple times uh, uh yeah, yeah i mean I, i've said like no rob, had i've to, smacked books yeah, on you've your had hands. to steer me in the right direction a few times <laughs> uh rob, the the right direction i'm doing air quotes the, the joe direction i mean the no, right direction. no no this is one of those no. ones where i i'm right regardless uh, yeah. when you know when you know no other way then it just is the right yeah. way um but <laughs> Rob Liefeld designed a lot of costumes that were really iconic. Deadpool has a very iconic costume that's that all red, like bodysuit with the big black uh, circles around the eyes and the white eyes. And he has two katanas, of course, which everyone had to have in the nineties. Yeah, and lots of pouches, um, <laughs> keeping stuff. Yeah, I mean he's <laughs> he's kind goodies. of a, he's kind of a cool character Snacks. in that he's like Wolverine. He can't die. He's got a hu- super human healing factor. Um, and but he's all scarred up, so he can't really wear the mask, and it kind of drives him insane a little bit. Like the fact that he's constantly dying and living at the same time, like he can't die regardless of anything. So that kind of leads him to be this goofy, um, just off the wall character, kind of like a Looney Tunes, like a mm. like a Warner Brothers character. And now I think that kind of comes through in the trailer. Yeah, so, I mean, the movie is, uh, it's a first-time feature for the director, he's Tim Miller, um, but it was written by um, Rhett Reese and uh, Paul Wernick, who uh, wrote Zombieland. Yeah, which, which a very good movie. Which know and love. Um, also, the um, less beloved uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. That wasn't a bad movie. That was actually kind of fun. I like that one. I'm saying less beloved. I'm not saying anything. The first good. one was didn't awful. It. So it was a I guilty pleasure. Could, yeah. couldn't, can't say anything It was a really about, great Snake Eyes fight scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but yeah, we've got, uh, based on the trailers that we've seen, people are, are losing their mind about these trailers. Um, we got the Red <laughs> Band trailer yeah. so that we get to hear how, many, how, how he's throwing the F word around. And um, there's a lot of blood, so we get yeah. to see him actually stab people. So it's kind of, it, you know, it's interesting. It's going to be a really interesting experiment at any rate to see... You know, an R-rated, an R-rated movie. I mean, that's already always so difficult. You know, for a lot of reasons to kind of pull off because you know, especially if you've got sort of a big. I mean, it's coming out in February, so you know, it's not like it's a huge tentpole summer release for Sony. So they figure, okay, we'll we'll put this movie out. You know, the fans have been kind of clamoring for this, but is that enough? I mean, is that the right move? I don't necessarily know. Um, but, you know, with an R release, nobody under 17 is going to be able to get in to see this thing, you know, <laughs> unless you're, you know, at most of it. Unless you're that, a living, breathing human being. <laughs> yeah. No, I, well, I remember. Dead kids under the age of 17 might not be able to get it's in. It's actually funny. I, I remember <laughs> when the, um, the South Park movie came out, I actually saw it at... Bremontown. Ooh. Throwback to Bremontown out in Orland Park. <laughs> nice. Uh, Dollar Theater. Um, and then went to see it with a different friend out in, like, the Chicago Ridge area. And they would not let us in. We were, like, 16 or something. He was 17. I think I was still 16. Um, would not let us in to see it. So it really just depends on where you go. So, I mean, when I say that, I mean, basically, in a in a blanket sort of way, like... You know, it's it's not a good move to make a lot of money because who's going to see movies most of the time? Um, it's a lot of kids, you know, because they can't do anything else. They're mom, their parents They're always kind of drop them off. Streaming what with the Netflix and their Hulu's. <laughs> exactly. So freemovies.it. Yeah. So I mean, they they obviously believe <laughs> Get it in out this. Of Italy. <laughs> so Sony obviously believes in this enough that they're willing to kind of take a gamble on this and, well, that and was put the, it out there. Well, that was the whole story behind it was that Ryan Reynolds really wanted... He took the character Deadpool thinking it was going to be more like the comic. I don't know the truth in that statement. That could be just like a lot of fan hand service, you know what I'm saying? Um, but they did a mock-up trailer with some CG, and Ryan Reynolds provided the voice, and it's kind of the base stuff of the first trailer. There's a lot of that same similar stuff to it, and it's very similar to the comic, and it blew up on the internet, and that's what kind of led them to greenlight the actual Deadpool movie said, hey, this is already getting a lot of buzz online. We already have a star lined up for it. Let's just let it go and see where it goes. And this is it. It sounds pretty good from the trailer. Like all of the the jokes kind of hit and it's kind of it seems like it's cut appropriately. And Rhino Reynolds is a really good pick for this character. Hmm. Um, There's some weird stuff, though, like Colossus from the X-Men is in this movie. If you saw the latest latest trailer and it looks like a dude in a big rubber suit, like it, it does not look like really like you did definitely did not spend a lot of money on this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so I mean I I'm not I'm not 100% sure on if it's going to be good or not. It's just going to be that's, really interesting to watch. That's my concern is that I mean we've seen I have a couple concerns. We've seen Reynolds not only play not only be in pretty lousy comic book movies before, but we've the seen lousiest. him play <laughs> this character before. Yeah. And it's Sucked hard. This is different. I, yeah, very different. Well, I grant you that. I actually, this is a movie that I think did not need to be made <laughs> at, at, at all. <laughs> no, no. I, I think that this movie probably could have been skipped. Uh, if anything, I think the casting is bad. 
Because Ryan Reynolds, granted, they're gonna show you the they're gonna show you what you want to see or what they want you to see in the trailer. It can be like, hey kids, look, we nailed Deadpool. Look, he's so funny and goofy and yeah. the charm and the whimsy. You know, like stuff the like charm that. And the wh- exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they do that, but you know, I've always looked at Ryan Reynolds as kind of like a poor man's Dane Cook, sort of. Like <laughs> I can o- I can only take Ooh, so harsh. much. Well, I can only take so much Ryan Reynolds. I mean, in Van Wilder, I can only take so yeah. much of him doing his his shtick that he does and when you give him free reign to you know really get engrossed in the character and and really you know (laughs) explore with the character and bring out personality yeah i really i just really don't i don't buy him as as an actor (laughs) and when i see him as a marvel character i really don't buy it and deadpool i've always kind of viewed as yeah. And this is me. I'm I'm not a huge comic book guy, but I've always kind of looked at Deadpool as more of a fringe character. I mean, he's been yeah. in there, but I've always kind of looked at him as a fringe character. Not nothing that. I mean, I I mean, at least me and like my friends, we were always huge X Men fans. I never heard Deadpool come up. I mean, I always saw him, but we were no one was always. Well, that's because you're X Men fans and not X Force, which was where he was. Yeah. Bigger. So, oh, but I mean, yeah. I just never saw Deadpool you know get the warship and praise that he's getting now and and the other thing you know with it being an r-rated movie it's one thing (sighs) i almost think that sometimes they they throw out the fact that hey it's a marvel movie and it's going to be r-rated i feel like they're going to have to ramp it up to an r instead of like with rob zombie with his movie i think it's 34 or 31 that he's making right now his new yeah yeah yeah. 17 it's it's a solid nc-17 and he can't get it down to an r and well, I he feel can, like if but it, he refuses to cut some graphic well, rape scenes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I, I feel like clown rape, which I is where like you go, which, came up. which is with Rob Zombie. You're kind of like maybe you should cut back on the graphic <laughs> rape scenes. <laughs> but I feel like when it's when it's something when you have to dial it back to get the R, then you have an R-rated movie. Yeah, I don't like it when it's that artificial R-rated movie where it's like, hey, look, we're gonna make this movie and it's R-rated. Like the, the jokes, I agree. I don't think that the jokes. It, a lot of it feels very forced to me because I think that's the way that the trailer frames it because I think the newest Red Band trailer he literally comes out and says like what? There's be just stabbed a guy in a comic book movie like he's literally pointing out yeah. and I know he won't do that yeah. in the movie that's literally just Actually, talking to you at the trailer. <laughs> he might literally that, say well, that that's, in the movie. That's part of the charm of Deadpool is the fact that he does break the fourth wall. He's one of, the, one of his character traits is that he knows he's a fictional Ugh. character. God help us if that's true. Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> so I, I bet you there's going to be a lot of narration. And one of the things that people were talking about was, like, they were didn't think it was going to be an R-rating movie. They thought that when he would swear, every swear word that would come out of his mouth would be bleeped on the screen, and that right. he would be the only person who would realize that all the swear words are getting bleeped out, and he would... They would play with that, because uh. they kind of do that in the comic book, too, but they ended up just using all the swear words. All the swear words. <laughs> yeah. It 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 looks right like now Kevin it looks Smith movie. Pretty juvenile and crass. And juvenile yeah. and crass can work. work. They can yeah, be strength yeah. if they are done well. I have no reason at this point to think that this is done well. So I just yeah. We'll see. I, so, that's how all of these are going to kind of end yeah. with like we'll see. <laughs> well, I just feel a more I think a more serious actor should have been should have been picked. Because Liam Joe, Neeson. Well, just I don't know. But, well, I don't, a very s- certain set of skills and jokes that I'm going to tell you throughout this movie that are going to be funny and R-rated. I just don't think that Ryan Reynolds is the right guy to be delivering that stuff because I mean it, he's fucking word, Van Wilder. I feel you like know, they every got time him I see him, he's because he did he's it once ty- before. Yeah, he's typecast as that character. When you just like give him free reign to do that, it's like well, no, the, big deal. the word you're looking for is smarmy. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that's the word I you're looking for. I think it is. For. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I, I think it's actually 
It's yeah. got a lot of hype. I think it's going to fall flat. All right. So this is our rating scale that we're giving for these trailers in the, the upcoming movies. Uh, and you're going to give it on a scale of see it in the theater, rent it, and, uh, watch it on Netflix, or catch it on TNT. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Pat, why don't you go first? What are you, what are you thinking? Uh, I might swipe my card on the airplane to watch it during a flight, maybe, yeah. or just watch the trailer repeatedly. What, what about, what about no on our desire. scale? On your scale? <laughs> uh, TNT. We appreciate <laughs> you going in your own direction <laughs> in the very first one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, figured, I was trying to think of what the yeah, next rung our, lower below podcast, the TNT. Uh, we already said what that is. That's rain delay and WGN during a cut. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. definitely it's rain delay material for me. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would, uh, obviously knowing that we're going to see it in the theater, and that's not, this is not reality. This is just, if we didn't have this podcast, uh, what would we do? Um, and I would wait and catch this one on Netflix. See, I'm going to give this one a see it in the theater. And I know we all went for three different ones there. Um, my, I say see it in the theater because I think this is going to be an interesting experiment. Regardless if it's a good movie or not, I think it's just worth seeing what they're going to do with an R-rated superhero movie. It's, it's kind of the first one, really. Um, yeah, as far as I know. Definitely this first hard R. Who's that? You must be new. That is Bruce Wayne. Mr. Wayne, Clark Kent, Daily Planet. What's your position on the Bat Vigilante in Gotham? All right, so then we're going on to our next movie. What's the next one in the release? Uh, the next movie to come out, uh, and all these dates are, of course, tentative. I think these first few are probably going to hold. They're pretty solid. Uh, March 25th, Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. Bung, bung. Dash, part one. Oh, boy. Okay, so this is this is the big mama. This is the, the This is the big... Probably the big tentpole comic book movie of the of the year. It's so. definitely DC's. It's DC's only one, I believe. Well, no, 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 they no, got no, two. It's not their yeah. only one. That's right. All right. So the, there's a little history behind this. Is Bats ba- v. Soups. You know, we've we've talked about Batman on this podcast <laughs> at length, and we've talked at Superman a couple times. But the um, this is not the first time that Batman and Superman have ever met. Batman and Superman first met together what? in All Star Comics number seven from 1945, and All Star Comics number 24. Um, actually, their first team up wasn't exactly until 1952, Superman number 76, where they both went on a cruise ship together and got put in the same cabin. I am not joking; that is the actual story. And they literally there's a there's a scene. If I could describe it, it's a panel of the two of them. They hear someone screaming, and they. They're like, as Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, of course, sharing the cabin with Clark Kent, because uh-huh. that's what billionaires do. Um, <laughs> they go, oh, um, you mind if I turn off the light for just a second? <laughs> and as they do that, they turn, they put on their costumes and they go out to save it. And then they find out that each other is Batman and Superman. Um, oh, man. Why is there a pen cap and no pen? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have no idea what that reference is to. Yeah, it's a... Odd couple. Oh, uh, oh, because I was doing the song. Oh, okay. Now I get it. So (laughs) this is actually not the. This is kind of a weird little bit of trivia. But in 2007's uh, "I Am Legend," they actually uh, uh, predicted that this movie would happen with a very similar logo too. um, As Will Smith's character is wandering the wasteland of of uh, Times Square, he sees a big poster for Batman. Wasn't it also also in Fringe? 
Wasn't it in like the yes, alternate timeline in Fringe along with Indiana, like another Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones I think. Eight. Eight? Was, yes, oh, that's what it was. It was that far. And all the superhero yeah. characters were red, so it was Red Lantern and uh, Red Arrow. Oh, yeah, in the really? comic books, yeah. And the Earth that. Two it was a weird, weird show. Oh. Um, so they gave Zack Snyder another movie. Uh, they just then, no, no. keep giving Zack Snyder They gave Zack Snyder another comic book movie. Because we yeah. saw what happened last time he, he made a movie that wasn't comic book related. And it had a lot of cheesecake girls and like bombs and machine guns and, and swords and whatever the hell that movie Joe, was. Joe, no one saw that movie. I don't even what, remember what the name. What was his movie. last movie? Oh, his Sucker last Punch. Movie, Sucker Punch. His Sucker last Punch, movie yeah. was Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Right. And then before that, I think it was Sucker Punch. Then it was like Watchmen. He did Watchmen. And then 300. 300, I believe, yeah. was before that. It was all, after Watchmen. All comic book movies. Yeah. All look exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> but, I kid. Uh, I but kid. we've got, uh, so we got Zack, Sny- uh, Zack Snyder at the helm. We've got uh, Goyer writing again. The uh, Nolan trilogy. He did uh, and the Man Blade, of Steel. Blade trilogy. I um, always forget the Blade trilogy. Kickboxer 2. Nice. Um, that's a deep pull from the IMDb archives there. I didn't know that <laughs> until I was... Looking that up. We also got uh, Chris Terrio uh, credited as a writer. He was a writer on Argo, so I'm assuming he's, he's just the guy attached that, to Ben Affleck. He's the guy that Affleck brought in to touch up the script. Yeah. Make it a little Bat more uh, Bat-Flecky. Yeah. Is what I'm hoping. Well, they, um, Warner Brothers DC has such faith in this movie. They gave Affleck, I think, what was it, like a four-picture deal right after this movie. They were like, make as many Batman movies as you want. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad that they're that they're ready for. So we've got Henry Cavill returning as as Soups. Obviously, we've this cast got, is more uh, star studded than Wonder Woman's Brazier. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> golf swing. <laughs> we've got uh, Kevin Ben Affleck. I'm just, it's fine. We're moving along. We got Ben Affleck <laughs> as, of course, the Bad Fleck. We've got uh, Gail Gadot. Uh, I, I, I may was, or may not. I'm saying I think it's that, Gadot. Right? Gadot. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't heard anyone say it yeah. out loud. That's uh, <laughs> like the Wonder Woman from the Fast and Furious movies. Um, yeah. Probably from some other stuff, some TV. Uh, Jason Momoa is going to be showing up as Aquaman. Cameo. Yeah, they're uh, not sure how much he hasn't been. I don't believe yeah. in any of the trailers yet. No, no, he's he's going to appear in like a scene. Maybe a post-credit scene. Yeah, to show up and say hi. And yeah, they're also gonna... got uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, uh, as Lex Luthor running around, star of the show. As Lex Luthor acting like the Joker. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, so that's what's been interesting is, and, and this is something that I, I generally I want to go on record as just saying that I really don't like overanalyzing and making predictions on movies based on the trailers because trailers can be cut to look like anything that you want. Look at. Lots of movies that just recently we we talked a lot about. Uh, well, not on this podcast, but in real life, IRL, uh, we talked a lot about Crimson Peak being Crimson Peak as this huge, uh, you know, creepy ghost story, and it's a gothic romance. It's like Hawthorne, yeah, with ghosts in it, like, and it's a it's a very good movie. It's just it wasn't what everybody went to see. So that's how marketing, you yeah. know, the people who are involved in making trailers is usually not the filmmaker. You know, like it's it's people elsewhere sitting in a weird office and they make these decisions based on what they think people want to see. Yeah. Um, so the first two trailers come out for this and they're just like the grimmest, most dour, depressing things you've ever seen. They're just like, kid, we have to kill Superman. <laughs> uh, I'm so tired all the time. Alfred, Alfred, gotta kill Superman. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I... He, my bad voice, I sound <laughs> like I... I'm a tank now. Like, no, he sounds every, like T-Pain. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's auto-tuned. Well, that yeah. will make it more musical. Then the third trailer comes out, and it's like 
all jokes, and Lex Luthor's like their wacky neighbor, like their <laughs> roommates, or at least bunk mates in a cruise ship. And you know, he's, Lex Luthor's over there, like, "Hey guys, what are you doing?" Like, "Whoa, you know, what are he's we Larry do today? from Three's Company." <laughs> Absolutely. He's no. like Bruce Clark. We gotta go right now. Hot tub. Twins. We gotta go to a party. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. The first trailer, I think that was like the, well, they the, the first real trailer was the one where it was like, super Jesus yeah. and bat devil and they're fighting against each other. And it's just like, <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. I was like, so worried watching that trailer. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a mess. This is, why would anybody want to watch a movie about super Jesus again? <laughs> um, <laughs> the first one was Man of Steel. Um, and like. I was just like, this looks terrible. Then the new trailer came out, and I was like, oh, okay, so maybe there is a little levity. And, like, there was more script details that got leaked out saying that a lot of that Super Jesus stuff is based kind of on a uh, a Bruce Wayne's nightmare about what Superman could become or, like, a vision or something like that. It was all a dream. It's a dream sequence. And I'm like, I used to read Word Up magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I can't say it was all a dream and not just start doing Biggie. Never mind. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i can't i i was i was so relieved because i was like oh okay i mean it, it looks i like the way the batman looks i like the way the superman looks i like the way the wonder woman looks i wish it was kind of in the light instead of in the sepia tone that all the Zack snyder stuff is doing but you gotta take one with the other you can't you can't get a Zack snyder movie without getting sepia tone over everything oh, why do i have to get a Zack snyder movie at all <laughs> <laughs> um the, one of the bigger complaints about this is the uh, the doomsday. Everyone is yeah. just like, oh, the doomsday. Doomsday looks like poo. He lo- <laughs> doomsday looks like poo. <laughs> he looks fine. He's a Muppet, right? He's a, he's <laughs> dun, a creation dun, of the Jim Henson. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I wish he was. He felt. <laughs> I wish he was like 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 Bluto from uh from the dark uh, from Labyrinth. You know, like <laughs> doomsday <laughs> sad. <laughs> I wish he was that. That's like what we, a Gorg yeah. from Fraggle Rock. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's just like the guy in the suit, like walking, yeah. moving his arms, his arms up and down. Yeah, yeah. everything like, moves. The mouth jiggles a little bit when he walks. Yes, he picks up yes! Superman. Look, yeah. I caught a Fraggle. <laughs> <laughs> and he puts Superman into his mouth, and it makes that like nom, 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 nom. <laughs> oh, that would be so much better. But no, it's a giant CGI mess. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that they they fix that in post. Like they. They should a shouldn't have shown that in the trailer because it looked terrible, and b they shouldn't have spoiled that. They got yeah. time, yeah. Got time. I mean, they got time, um, but I'm still a lot more excited about it than I was after that first trailer. I, I was like, okay, I feel better yeah, about this movie. I, I mean, to be clear, I'm I'm excited about the possibility of humor. That's the biggest thing I think was missing from Man of Steel. It was just it took itself. So way too seriously more seriously than any of the nolan movies how about every batman movie and every dc movie since batman and robin because they got so screwed over because they thought it was too campy and too goofy that everything after that had to be the most sad depressing thing ever well it's just at this point they don't want to be too much like marvel and the batman movies made a trillion dollars and so they have to just veer really hard in that direction you know, yeah. full speed ahead. They're going to just make as many, and they just think, "Well, we'll just do more of that." Well, but <laughs> even their tone is dark, though. Even the cartoon, even the Batman cartoon, was dark. I mean, for a cartoon, I mean, it was drawn on a, on a, a black base. Yeah, 
I mean, that was just yeah. a. I mean, and for a kids' cartoon, granted, it was an action cartoon, mm-hmm. but that was a that was a dark cartoon, and that's well, kind of been their tone ever since. Yeah, uh, Batman and yeah. Robin. Ever since then, which is really funny because the comic books. Well, now they are, but for a very long time, were very light and fluffy. They're not supposed yeah. to be these dark, dour, depressing stories. They're actually kind of upbeat and they're fun. Mm. We've talked about how that works for Batman really well because yeah. of what he is and and how his kind of yeah. story works. But it it never worked for Superman. Alfred, Alfred, Alfred. close the blinds. <laughs> Alfred, it's too bright in here. <laughs> it just it never works for him. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see. You know, I, I think I like Jesse Eisenberg. I think he'll kill it as Lex Luthor. I think he'll be great. Um, I'm more excited I'm about Jeremy Irons. Like, you haven't seen him at all in the trailer. That'll be interesting. Uh, I'm, eager, I'm eager to see mm-hmm. Affleck. I, I think, oh, you know, Batfleck. I think he can do it. I think the Batfleck is going to be fun to watch. I'm glad that, you know, it's, DC seems to agree at this point. It's such, it's such perfect casting. Like, um, I, I don't know anybody who would be better for, like, Batman at this point. I think it's going to be great. With Wonder Woman, we got a female superhero with actual powers, not just jumping in leather <laughs> pantsuits. <laughs> not guns and boobs. <laughs> Which is all we've gotten prior from either yeah. studio. So that'll be interesting. They still won't give her her own movie, but we'll see. Maybe people will want one. Deadpool gets his own damn movie. We might as well get one <laughs> with a girl in it. Yeah. Um, but Man of Steel was a pile of garbage. So... <laughs> I see. I kind of thought. Well, and maybe it's it's different for us because it was filmed just yeah. a few minutes west of us. It was filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I actually drove by when they were filming. I did on, too. On fifty three, when they were filming the tornado scene, uh, when his father when, <laughs> when when Kevin Costner goes, I know you have superpowers, but yeah, no, no, I got this. Let, Don't let, worry let, about let it. Let me take this tornado. I got yeah. it. <laughs> and then Kevin Costner punches the tornado. He eats a can of spinach, goes da 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 and he punches the tornado. Yeah. Right? That's what happened in that movie? Well, oh, no, it Well, didn't. he picked it up, and he spun it around he spun in the opposite up. direction. Well, the thing that was <laughs> weird about that is I was just driving to a friend's house, and I just drove into that set. And not onto it, but you I just drove up and I was. Well, I just drove leg. up and I'm like, I drove Delayed up to it. Shooting for eight and months. If you, well, and if you remember that scene, though, that it's a whole bunch of cars that are in traffic, bumper to bumper, and so they had that section of between uh, the, the, the tollway and, and Sugar Grove. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> listening to Metallica. If you slow waving. it down, you just see me looking, just puzzled, playing Nintendo <laughs> while driving somehow. Yeah. But I, I made it to my friend's house, and I was like, man, they're like, you know, what took you so long? And I was like, I don't know. There's like a huge traffic jam right outside Sugar Grove. I was like, and there's people standing around. I was like, I don't know what's going on out there. Maybe there's a huge car accident. And they're like, that's Superman, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're filming Superman right there. And I was like, oh. So when I watched Superman, I was more excited just to see all the local places uh, and see Plano. And, and, and by and, local places, you mean Plano, Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> Home of the Plano case. If you ever got to sort screws, you bought a Plano case. <laughs> But I was. I was like, look, it's Plano. Wow. It's true. I got a whole bunch of them right over there. That Sears isn't in Plano. That's Sears. What? Uh, so that's, that's that's V Soups, March 25th. We'll be talking about it yeah. at length. Find out right how, by my birthday. how terrible it is. All right. Uh, so what's your rating? Uh, Pat, you go first. Uh, in the theater. In the theater. Kevin? I'm gonna go theater too. It's a uh, it's a spectacle. It's a big thing. You yeah. gotta you kind of gotta go see it. I'm not seeing it at 70 millimeter. No. Uh, they can jump up my butt with that. <laughs> yeah, it could bite my ass. Uh, no, I'm definitely say go see it in the theater. It's it's one of those movies that everybody's gonna be talking about. 
there's it's yeah. not gonna be like a ton of spoilers like oh my god did you see when batman killed superman no that's not gonna happen it's a comic <laughs> right. book movie there's no, nothing it will... turned out batman was doomsday <laughs> <laughs> and they were both alfred <laughs> why master wayne captain while a great many people see you as a hero there are some who'd prefer the word vigilante You've operated with unlimited power and no supervision. That's something the world can no longer tolerate. I know how much Bucky means to you. Stay out of this one. Please. You'll only make this worse. You saying you'll arrest me? There will be consequences. Captain, you seem a little defensive. Well, it's been a long day. If we can't accept limitations, we're no better than bad guys. That's not the way I see it. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. All right, so the next up, I believe, is Captain America. Uh, Captain America Civil War, May 4th. Captain America, colon, Civil War. Civil War, all May right. May 4th. Also known as Avengers 2.5. <sighs> All right, so actually, uh, Captain America Civil War gets its name from the comic book storyline Civil War, which was about a mutant registration, not mutant, superhero registration act. It was basically, um, there's an accident involving superheroes where a bunch of kids are killed, and uh, the government demands that superheroes start registering their identities so that they're made public, so people know who they are. Unfortunately, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, everyone knows everyone's identity. No one is hidden. I believe they did that at the end of uh, Winter Soldier. I think they put all that information out there. Um, but so towards the end, of the, it basically splits off into two groups. One is the pro-registration, as done by Tony Stark. Tony Stark believes that everyone should have to register identities, which is really easy for Tony Stark to do because Tony Stark, everyone knows, is Iron Man. Um, I, I don't know if the comic bo- if that was out in the comic books at that point. Um, and on the side of anti-registration was Captain America, and Captain America was all like, the world, all these people protect the world. We they des- Their families deserve to be safe. No one should know their identities because these could fall into the wrong hands, even if the government... Because we're giving this to the government, and let's face it, the government isn't really known for doing things the proper way. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. And then uh, the storyline culminates, and at the very end, Captain America is arrested, put in jail, and then he is assassinated at leaving the courthouse. Um, the death of the Captain America, in which uh, Bucky takes over as Captain America sh- soon after, which I think might be happening soon. Because you know what we need? We need a Captain America with long, shaggy hair and <laughs> raccoon eyes. Named <laughs> Bucky. His name of my first dog. James Buchanan Barnes. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> you just think it's a biggie for him, too? Yeah, I might. All right. So, uh, as Kevin said, Avengers 2.5. Yeah. Um, we got the Russos back. We've talked a lot about the Russos. Um, um, we really liked, both of us really liked Winter Soldier. Exactly. And you like Winter Soldier, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Winter Soldier Winter was great. Winter Soldier, you know, um, it's also got uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, who wrote a, a lot of the movies they're writing um the new the next avengers as well infinity War, infinity war yeah going to be called both of those so it's it's going to be it's going to have a it's going to be very familiar especially if, to people who who saw and and particularly if you liked winter soldier um last avengers we were lukewarm on a little split i think i, I liked it. it a little more than you did you liked it uh, a lot more than i did probably a lot more um i'm not going to cut any corn i'm not going to i'm not going to 
pull any punches on that. That I movie am, was bad. Yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this movie. The 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 Captain America movies have been my favorites so far in the in the MCU and in, in that we've talked about. I mean, the two that they did in, in the first Avengers, which they, these guys weren't involved with, but you know, we know these characters so well. This is probably the last time we're going to see a lot of these characters together. Yeah, um, and Chris Evans is so damn charming. He, he just is. Um, but yeah, I mean, eyes. but that said, there are so many damn characters. Like, we know how that can go when we see these movies, when you cram too many. Even even though so many of them are familiar to us and it's not like you have to kind of explain the origins of all these characters and you don't end up with that same problem that you get a lot of the times when you have too many characters. But we've got every character pretty much that we've had in the Avengers so far in, in the whole MCU minus like, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Plus, brand new Spider-Man. Black Panther, which I think is going to be why is he cool got to be black? fun to see? I mean, that really is the worst thing in the world. Is that you're the one black character that you really have that's going to have a solo movie is called he's got black, black in the name. Panther. Yeah, he's owning it. He's owning his blackness. Hey, black character, black characters matter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, no, and, but and, okay. So we just have dead air like for like thirty <laughs> seconds after you said that. Just, so, um, just so so many characters. Uh, so in this, so far, the characters that we 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 won't see in this movie. We, you're not going to see Thor, thank God. Um, you're not going to see Hulk. You're not going to see the Vision. Um, I don't believe you're going to see Scarlet Witch. I don't. I didn't see her in any of the any of the stuff. She might have a cameo where she's like, "What's up, guys?" I think I saw her name credited. She might be. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, she. Some of these people might show up like in passing, as I say, like at the Avengers commissary. You know, they're all like <laughs> right. vision guys, serving mashed you potatoes. A, uh, you guys got a. What are you guys up to? Uh, we're having a civil war. We're having a civil war later. <laughs> oh, really? Can I come? No. <laughs> no, you can't. Red Rover, Red Rover, have vision come over. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. I guess I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Some of us. <laughs> I actually. Uh, because of this podcast, I have concerns about this movie that I didn't have <laughs> just because of us. That, well, that I didn't have before, and then I saw the trailer again, and it all made perfect sense. And then some real worry began to build uh-huh. uh, as I was listening to. I think it was the Dark Knight. I think or Bat- no Batman Begins episode. Uh, you guys had mentioned something about the trailer, yeah. But, which, by the way, I just want to say because I listened to that entire podcast on the Ohio Turnpike, and I am a huge Hans Zimmer fan. We, and for uh, you to blaspheme blaspheme his name uh, like that to just trash him, uh, I was like, what are they talking about? We we I I, I remaster every episode uh, actually for ideal uh, Turnpike conditions. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why it sounded perfect. The acoustics the, the are always was, great on a turn. Pike. Yeah, but if you're trying to listen to it in any like, other way, it kind of sounds like crap. But, but no, like I was listening THX to it. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's just going to make noises. Oh, uh, so but, anyway, but, back to but, but, but no, yeah. I was listening to that, and you guys did mention you were talking about Civil War, and you, one thing that you said is that it kind of looked cheap. Like there wasn't a lot of movie de- or a lot of money de- uh, dedicated to this the production quality of this movie. It I'm certain a, that now that's a, not true. It they, looked they, a little low quality, but. And I thought, they man, they probably I was like, just spent, spent, spent on this movie. Well, and that's kind of what I figured, and that's kind of what I thought. I was like, oh man, Civil War is going to be huge. It's going to look great. But then I saw the trailer before Star Wars, and it was, it, was, yeah. it looks a little. It's ba- a lot of talking. It looks a little yeah. barren. 
It's it, a lot of talking. It didn't look all that well, great. And, and so we're getting a little out now. This movie is coming out in May, and as yeah. we kind of are getting farther and farther out, um, a lot of special effects and things that are done in post-production may not be done yet. Like, I'm fairly oh, sure. confident yeah. that what we're seeing in the trailers for Deadpool and, to some extent, Bats v. Soups. Bats v. Soups are, in the can. It's pretty much done. Probably the, yeah. done. Yeah, you, you got to assume um, some at that of the, point they're good to go. I'm, I'm guarantee you they're going to tweak a lot of like other. St- I mean, they're going to keep tweaking until they're they're happy with it. Yeah. But until which is why at this day, point yeah. it probably looks like a lot of talking. But yeah, but, you know, I, I'm even some of the action they, though didn't. Yeah, look, well, the, it looked slower except for you know in the trailer they show the the part where they're beating up on Iron Man, which looked. I mean that was awesome and that made the trailer for me. But still, I was looking. It left me wanting more. I was like, it's missing something. One of my favorite parts of that is if you actually look at the trailer, like the big confrontation at the end takes place in like a parking lot. Like you see like the two sides running at each other and it's like, it's like the rumble from West Side Story. (laughs) That's what it looks like. I'm like, what is this? Is it the Jets and the Sharks? (laughs) Yeah, it just... It looked looked like it was missing something to me and, and it's something that I didn't, I wasn't expecting before, but when you guys mentioned on the podcast, I I, I looked for it and I was like, man, it really does look sort of doesn't look as polished. And granted, <laughs> like you said, you know, like you said, it's yeah. a little ways out yet. It just didn't look as polished as the other Marvel Ruffalo's movies. Ruffalo's sitting there going, "It's missing me." <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of that trailer, though, is when he's like, "But he's my friend," and then and then Tony Stark goes. So was I. I go, you were never friends. You never got along in any of the movies that you were in together. <laughs> yeah. You hated each other. You guys were never friends. Stop yeah. this. And seeing that <laughs> tension, around. that tension's yeah. been building for a long time. Yeah. It definitely almost, get, you know, the, the last Avengers movie definitely sets this up to kind of where it'll be yeah. good to see that sort of release finally, even though it's going to release in the form of just a lot of punching. Um, which is <laughs> It's all Marvel, Marvel movies, movies yeah. do, as we've talked a lot about, but um, third act, all punching. For the most part, <laughs> I'm, I mean, the people who were making this movie have made movies that so far I've generally liked. So, like I said, cautiously optimistic. There's just going to be so many characters that I don't want to see Spider-Man. I don't want any more well, no. Spider-Man. Here's the problem. They're introducing Spider-Man in a movie where you still have Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> you still got to have Hawkeye in this movie. Hawkeye. Kevin. Still not dead. Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> it's not played by Alan Alda. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be awesome if he was. But no, I, I actually... Th- I I I I'm or Donald Sutherland. I'm so weirded out by this movie. Like I I want to like it, but every time I see anything for it, I'm just like I hate Bucky. I hate the way he looks. I'm weirded out by Jeremy Renner. <laughs> just in general. Well, cuz he's so weird in Hurt Locker. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, now and, and it's hey man, maybe hey he, man. Was type, he was typecast. Hey, you don't know what he went through. Yeah. I saw yeah. some things, man. <laughs> you, you saw, I saw some, things. some stuff. Wouldn't yeah, recommend the, it. Yeah, the uh, there's the, that's my my biggest fear is like there's too many damn characters in this movie. I'm an old man at this point. I don't want <laughs> yeah, the movie's a, called Captain America. This isn't the Avengers. We right. don't we don't need this. Oh, and guess what? Oh, who's on the side of right? Captain America or Iron Man? The movie's Captain America. Yeah, you're gonna have a feeling that the protagonist of this story is Captain America. 
The protagonist. <laughs> the uh, I know what that's a reference to. For a second, I really got panicked there because I was like, "Is it really pronounced that way? Have I been, have I been saying it wrong for my entire life?" <laughs> you gotta not give Joe the benefit of the doubt. Every time he I come really over here, I mean, first you shatter my world with squirt, saying it's a grapefruit soda, and <laughs> yeah, and now this is totally a grapefruit soda. Um, so anything else on Captain America? Um, I don't. I, it's it's weird. Are, are, yeah. are we all gonna say theater on this? Yeah, one? Well, I, I think yeah. I think this is pretty much theater. It's just like. We're gonna have you, to see you kind of got to. It's. I always feel like the Marvel movies are are generally Marvel owns your soul. See in theater. Um, yeah, Marvel has Marvel has demands. You've got to feed that monster. Feed the beast. Mm-hmm. That's actually their tagline now. Marvel's cinematic universe. Feed the beast. <laughs> it's that Mountain Dew. You wander through the willows in the forest. You I've been called many things over many lifetimes. Ra, Krishna, Yahweh. Ever since the world found out about mutants, there have been secret societies who see them as some kind of second coming or sign of God. They believe that tens of thousands of years ago, an ancient being was born the world's first mutant. All right, so what do we got up next? Uh, May 27th, just a few weeks after uh, Captain America Civil War makes it into the theaters, we've got another enormous unwieldy ensemble in X-Men Apocalypse. Now, I texted both of these guys on the way over here, and doing my notes for this for this movie, my only thing I could keep typing is, this movie is nonsense. <laughs> this movie <laughs> makes no sense. This is a nonsense movie. This is a movie where Oscar Isaacs, who's so far been on a tear, decided to hit on a 16. That's what he decided to do. He was like, you know what? I'm going to take another genre picture, and I'm just going to go all out on this. I'm going to play a big purple monster. (laughs) Play a big (laughs) purple goo monster. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is nonsense. But anyway, he looks like he ate uh, some of the Wonka gum and he's yeah. turning into a blueberry. So give a little bit of background. Uh, Apocalypse was a character introduced in 1986 in X-Force number five and six. He was talked about in five, introduced in number six. Basically, he's the first mutant. He was from uh, Egypt. Uh, a lot of uh, Judeo-Christian mythology comes from him. He always is accompanied by four mutants that he is the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Kind of fun that he has it that way. <laughs> Um, as I like to call him, Apocalyptic, because um, he <laughs> usually has like really weird lips in the comics. He's an interesting character. He's a very 90s foil. He has a big A on his belt because his sure. name's Apocalypse, and that's what you do. You have a big A on your belt when this. Uh, very famous storyline in the 1990s called Age of Apocalypse, um, which is very cool, and I really enjoyed reading that. It's as a one that I actually read. Yeah. You had me read. Very good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but this is not taking anything from it. This movie, huh. the 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 X-Men movies are pretty much known for, hey guys, you like this comic book about X-Men? Well, forget everything you ever read, because we're just <laughs> chucking all that out the window. We <laughs> just like these guys with their cool powers. We're just going to put them in any way, shape, and form. I've really fallen off with the X-Men, X-Men movies. Which like is a quite, shame. Quite a bit. Because Days of Future Past was actually a pretty fun movie. It's pretty much... I think it was, like, my favorite one out of all of the X-Men. I... Yeah, I actually agree. I liked First Class enough. I didn't love it. But I, I liked certain things about it. Um, but I really did like Days of Future Past. And I like this sort of... the. I don't know what you even call them, but the X-Men movies where... 
um, they've been doing sort of the where they're younger, like the yeah. X Men babies, like whatever X Men babies. <laughs> well, no. So, so first class basically takes place in the nineteen sixties. First class took place in the nineteen sixties. Days of Future Past took place in the nineteen took place in the nineteen seventies. You could tell by everyone's sideburns that it was the nineteen seventies. <laughs> yes, and polyester. Lots of polyester. Right. Everyone had some some nifty funky clothes. So the shot of John Travolta walking down the street, bumping into Wolverine, going, "Hey, you know." Watch where you're going. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and this one takes place in the 1980s, though they're not really showing that in the trailer. It's supposed to be the 1980s, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're getting some of the characters as younger. You've got sort of a young that we've seen before, yeah. like Rogue well, and Storm. This is going to be as, more as X-Men babies. Yeah, this is going to be more close to what we know as the X-Men. I shouldn't say what we know, but like more classic X-Men. So you're going to actually have Cyclops, Jean Grey, yeah. Um, right. They're like they added like just like a Jean Grey. I think that's what I meant. Not yeah. Rogue. I don't think we get to see. No, no, no Rogue, Rogue yet. Jean Grey. Um, Is it going to be Famke Jansen or Famke Jansen? No, it's no. Uh, the girl plays Sophie Turner. The girl plays. Oh Santa thank Star. God! Because I could only stare at her eyebrows for the entire time that she's. <laughs> Have you noticed that <laughs> no, Famke's no, eyebrows? Something's wrong with her eye- her eyebrows. Something's well, they're, not they're right. bringing back Quicksilver from the last movie, um, from his you know the big speed scene that he did in the last one. The yeah. really cool scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They're going to bring back Nightcrawler, uh, Jubilee, which, uh, why not? You know? Yeah, it's, they're, they're, they're going all yeah. out. Ooh, fireworks! Is, yeah, might as well just throw in all these nonsense characters that don't really have to deserve to be a place in all of this. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, I can't speak too much to the plot. I don't really know. I haven't really read anything about it. I saw the trailer that came out uh, now, just a couple weeks ago, um, and it, it looks a little... Silly, but you know, uh, yeah, Apocalypse looks kind of like a purple goo monster. I'm not exactly sure well, how I to think take that yet. Maybe so that'll look a little better. He doesn't look when the movie right. comes like, out. That's not our Apocalypse. Well, that's Apocalypse, not how I. Apocalypse is always Joe Daddy's Apocalypse. Is blue and is kind of is blue. He's is what he's. I think in the latest trailer, he looked a little color corrected to be a little more blue than mm. purple. Because when that first picture came out, he was like pink purple, like that <laughs> that like the, that bright purplish color where he looked like Ivan Ooze yeah. from from Power Rangers and you were like this this isn't right and he, this is like uncanny valley in real life like you can't can't look at this <laughs> well I mean, that said I mean I, I like I said I, I really liked Days of Future Past I thought it was a really really fun movie and I liked First Class enough and Brian Singer you like worked. any movie with sideburns that's true I do um, Brian Singer's worked with these characters for so long they were like we'll just bring back him because he's worked with you know all of the you know he's done a bunch of these movies and they all did pretty well um i'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt trust his kind of vision and his sort of handling of these characters um honestly this is the one out of all of them that i'm looking the most forward to really um, i'll be honest yeah i mean i i think they've really been doing a really good job with them and i love the cast um that we've had so far mcavoy fassbender well enjoy it because i don't think fassbender or uh jennifer lawrence are going to be coming back to these parts i know yeah i think they're i think that's going to be about it so fassbender will be out jennifer lawrence who i always love to see i think she said this is her last one so mcavoy probably will be back well he's shaved his head now he's got to to be actually i know this is the first one where you actually get to see professor x bald uh, james mcavoy bald because we saw patrick's P stew in the last one. <laughs> right. so it's like I'm gonna lose all my hair. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I think this is the one that looks like it'll be the most sort of 
what you're looking for with a, in a comic book movie with enough of the sort of science fiction and a lot of weird like historical stuff coming in and it's it feels the most like a comic book movie to me and not just punching and swearing in the case of Deadpool uh, th- this is I I I understand that and I think I think part of the reason why you're so in- I hear what you're saying but you're wrong it's not that you're wrong you're not wrong because but you got I from a non-comic book fan perspective, that makes perfect sense. All right. For from a person who's read a lot of these comics, watched the cartoons, and and you know really embraced a lot of these characters, and read especially during the eighties and nineties when a lot of this is supposed to be taking place, I look at this and go, this this is just stupid. <laughs> this- <laughs> well, if it's and like you said, this is more like our X Men that we know yeah, exactly. And when yeah. I saw. Yeah, when I saw Apocalypse, I was. That's not. I don't know. I feel it. It almost not seems like apocalypse enough. Well, it seems more like a late '90s, early 2000s. <laughs> I want movie. Apocalypse now. Yeah, it looks. It looks like a like a like a Batman movie, like a Tim Burton Batman movie. Oh, no, no, that's, like, a, that's a Schumacher. Like, like a Schumacher, like, like a like a like a, like a Mr. Freeze yeah. or something like that. Like that's kind of like seeing Apocalypse Everybody reminds seeing. me. Of, yeah, that's what <laughs> seeing that's Apocalypse true. reminds that's me true. of. He looks a little cringy at this point but i'm willing to let some of that uh, uh, let's see what happens when the movie comes out i, yeah. I i'm not i don't want to judge it too much based yeah. on that because i know but at the same time they that was a pretty clear reveal right yeah. this is what he will look like he turns and he looks right at the camera yeah so the only thing that is not gonna fix him that much more he's yeah. gonna look pretty much like that the only thing that's got going for it is Oscar Isaac, who everything I've kind of seen him in, I've enjoyed him in. Oh yeah. So I'm especially in Star Wars and and mm-hmm. I haven't watched all of Ex Machina, but uh, I've he's, from, he's great at it. and he's from, also he's got a supporting role in it. Yeah, and everything. But I was gonna but say everything I've seen of it, I've really terrific. kind of enjoyed. He's it. He's a supporting role in a cast of three, but yeah, yeah basically, <laughs> and basically inside Llewellyn great, Davies and all yeah, Llewellyn Davis was great. Uh, Ex Machina is one of my top five of the year definitely he's yeah he's you're right he's definitely on a tear we'll see um yeah. i i like seeing him in more i don't want to say prestige roles but you know the cohen's and yeah. ex machina that and kind of a movie i'm very i'm actually kind of glad that jennifer lawrence is gonna this is her last one because I, i'm sad about fastbender i love fastbender's magneto but jennifer lawrence the thing about about mystique is mystique is like this really she's not even like a c-level character she's like a d-level character she's just this silly villain for the x-men and they turn her into this like i'm the leader of the x-men now i'm like (laughs) what is this nonsense yeah you know that was just on the strength of her yeah that's just they wanted wanted her to 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 hang on so and i I really prefer rebecca romaine so there you go rebecca romaine lettuce (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so but what? Yeah, you, so I'm I'm gonna say theater on this one. Obviously, what do you say? The theater. I'm actually going to say Netflix on this one. Mm. Netflix. Really? I get really excited when it comes Netflix on Netflix. And chill. Netflix and chill it. You know. Mm. You know. Just that said, yeah. we'll go see it together. Yeah. Well, we're gonna see it. I'm gonna see it. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that this is what I'm going to no, do. No, I know. But this but is what I'm what telling the if listener. We to didn't do. have this podcast that we yeah. are currently doing. I, I understand. Yeah. Other rules. <laughs> it's like when you said, like, well, we missed out on Fantastic Four this year. I'm like, we didn't miss out on it. I'm not going to see that movie regardless. I don't care that I have a whole podcast that I get to go in to see comic book movies. I'm not going to see that nonsense. Not until we can start doing it for free. What's happening out there, Donnie? 
I don't know. It doesn't look good. Gear up, guys. All right, so what's up next? I uh, coming up next, honestly, just what a week, maybe, after X-Men colon Apocalypse. June 3rd's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I have not yet sat through. The first one? The first. You're going to be completely movie. in the dark. So I'm you're sure. going to have to what? come out <laughs> of the shadows to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. I like that you had to look at your notes to be like, what's wait, 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 this wait. damn movie again? What are my notes so saying? I can make my stupid joke. <laughs> I couldn't remember the exact title. I want to make this sure I got been, it right. This has been a little tough for me. The, the only thing that, that saves... Well, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to give a little bit of the backstory of the Teenage Mutant okay. Ninja Turtles. All right. Okay. So as everybody knows, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were actually developed in 1984 in Dover, Delaware. As everyone knows. Yes. No, so it was an independent comic. It was kind of it was actually a reaction to Frank Miller's Daredevil run. This dark idea of this dark, com- gritty comic book, and it was like four turtles who are mutated by the same chemical that gives Matt Murdock his superhuman sight and hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets that gets leaked into the sewer right after his accident, and it mutates the turtles. Really, they yeah. were created as a joke to sort of poke fun, fun at, at what Frank Miller's do- yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and- accidentally. Made them a billion dollars. <laughs> this this joke mutated into basically what people our age kind of hope and pray their children will like, so they have something to talk to them about. <laughs> um, please like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, otherwise we'll have nothing to talk about. Mm. See, I don't even have that feeling because it's mine. That's my memory. Those are my uh, toys. Sure. Those are my well, characters. And that's what it was in the ni- mine in the nineteen nineties. Toy, Bri- Toy Biz met up with uh, Eastman and Lard, the, the creators of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they spawned the empire that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the including toys and the cartoon to sell ten toys. seasons of cartoons and mm. toys that are sold on the cartoons and video games. Video games, some of the some of the some pretty good sites. There's scrollers. actually some really good, some quality Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle video games. I still like Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the first one for SNES. There's some good. There's some good uh, Ninja Turtle fighting games. No game. Oh, yes, no, not. Yes, tournament fighter. Yes, there is. I loved tournament fighter. Yeah, and even just the the four player. Oh, that ar- arcade the, cabinet. That arcade yeah, cabinet yeah, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a yeah. That is a you have to have it. That's a, a staple in the arcades. Yeah. The Ninja Turtles was definitely that was my. I did. I wasn't really into GI Joe. I wasn't into. I was into He Man before that when I was really little, and then. Ninja Turtles came out right at that sort of the right age for me. I held on to that for way longer than was appropriate. People were already done, moved on to other things, and I was like, there's more new care. I have like Series 8 toys, you know, that no one has ever heard of. So you have the sewer set? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You you name it. I I still randomly come across a piece, like a tube of that every once in a while. Oh, so it's been I'm not one of these people who's going to go out on the way to say Michael Bay did anything inappropriate to my childhood. Um, I don't care. You can have they can have it at this point. I don't I mean, the movies weren't very good. I'll I'm more upset about his gasps that our audience might have said when I said none of the well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. That's what I was going to say. Any good. There's, there was actually four major uh, movie releases beforehand. Uh, including Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1, Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, Turtles mm-hmm. 3, Turtles in Time, 
Um, and then, and the, then the, the the TMNT sort of CGI yeah. animated mm-hmm. movie. And that then the, I didn't see the first one before this. And then I still have not sat through the other one, the yeah. the new the last one, the the brand new one with. Uh, with uh, Megan Fox, with Megan yeah. Fox and Will Arnett, and, and Will Arnett. Arnett. <laughs> um, so, as I was putting my notes, this together, one is Stephen though, Amell, though, from exactly. Arrow. Exactly. Well, that's, so. As I was putting my notes together, I tried to, for 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 this episode for this for what we're doing here. I I tried to um, come up with sort of the pros and cons and the things I'm looking forward to and the things I'm not looking forward to. And this one was really. Challenging because I didn't see the last one, and by all estimations, it's going to be terrible. But I will say, we've got Arrow as Casey Jones, who I think is a that's a great casting choice. He's good at that type of character. I like Arrow. We've talked about that before. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. The trailer actually looks better. I was I was than, impressed by the trailer. Yeah, than anything <laughs> yeah. looked like in the first one. It looks like they, now that the characters are kind of established and sort of that world is now established, maybe now they can have a little fun with it. They drove the pizza van. They totally <laughs> drove yeah. the pizza van and Bebop and Bebop, Bebop and, and Rocksteady. Rock yeah, that's, that's cool. I All that you need is 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 Krang in the big in the brain and the in the stomach? Oh, they'll bring out Krang. Oh, I hope Eventually, they'll bring him that's out. That's gotta be like a like a yeah. like a weird scene that sets up the third movie. It has to. Well, it's a trilogy. You got it's got to be a trilogy. Everything's a trilogy. You got how are you going to resolve all the unfulfilled issues from this movie? <laughs> Everything's a trilogy. Like Nazi and Krang. Yeah. Well, and especially if uh... <laughs> that's, that's that's your that's your unresolved pro- yeah. plot lines. It's like. Well, what about Unicron? What about Unicron? They that's, didn't show him. That's a real <laughs> that's, Joe tread lightly because that's a real sensitive topic for me. And well, but they're always making. That's what I was going to say. They're always making Transformers movies. It's it's not even about a trilogy with Michael Bay. It's just like I'm going to keep making these movies until they won't let me make these movies anymore. And then I'm going to keep just make them anyway. I'm going to keep not showing Unicron until finally there's public protest. <laughs> People freak out. We got to have Mark Wahlberg. I found a Transformer. I found a Ninja Turtle. Hey, Goat. Oh, my God. I think I found a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> hey, Leonardo. You want to get some pizza? You guys like that, right? You guys... Say hi to your mother for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Say hi to Splinter for me. Yeah, that's... Um, uh, yeah. I don't know how much I could say about this movie. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a lot of good things to say about it. I will say that um, <laughs> the guys writing the movie uh, wrote Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh, we're going Ghost Protocol on this. Everybody, so flip up that. your hoods. We're going Ghost Protocol. There's that. I'm. I i do not yeah. have a lot of good things to say about this movie. No. I really don't. I, I. I don't even know if you're going to let us review it. I probably. I might. You know, we might do. We might do. <laughs> I don't know. If what we're else gonna... are we going to be doing June third? Come on. Put it. Just put it on your calendar right now. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you a Google alert for it right <laughs> well, now. Well, really, I think the the whole novelty of a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is really, I don't know, maybe this is just me, is really just to see what the turtles are going to look like. For, that was, And we a, saw a, it a couple yeah. of years ago. Well, after the, after like... the very first movie came out when we were kids, when the second one came out, we were like, ooh, what are the turtles going to look like? And like some of them had spots on their skin and when stuff like that. When are turtle dicks? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third movie, and so on. Hey, it was Donatello. always like, what, what are they going to look like? What do your balls look like? <laughs> Hey, Turtle, what's under the shell? And Joe, for a comic book reference, these timelines in the in the movie versus what's going on in the comics, are they even following the comics okay, at all? I, I, no, are, are they not at, at all. Because well, Donatello's dead. Here's, here's what I will say that it is following. One thing I know about the comics, I never read a lot of... Oh, well, okay, I shouldn't say... I, right, I don't know if I should say yeah. this or not, but um, I did... I read a couple of the, the, the black and white, like the really early sort of original yeah. comics, but I really liked... 
The Archie. Oh yeah, the Archie ones are, were silly fun, super fun. I, it ran for I, I don't remember how many issues it ran, it ran for, for a it was ton. Not that many. I believe it was only at most maybe a couple hundred. I, I, I don't even think that's a lot. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, we're, so we've been talking about characters that have been that were invented in the '40s for the most part. Yeah. So I'm kind of used to if a know, com- decades, if a comic but... runs for about over sixty issues, that's mm. a pretty good run. Okay. Well, yeah. I really liked those comics i like the look of them they're very colorful they were definitely aimed towards kids um they had a pretty distinct universe and a distinct kind of voice that definitely was similar enough to the cartoons that you weren't it wasn't a whole new thing but it was also very different um the original sort of black and white comics had baxter stockman as a character who was a, he's in this movie yeah who was black in yeah. the original comic which is not something that i think we ever got to see in the cartoon because i think in the one episode i think he's a white guy and he gets turned into the fly and mm. then he's the fly for the rest well, of, he makes multiple appearances but right. yeah he's a fly for yeah. the rest of the series he invents the mousers that mm-hmm. sort of thing um but he's played by tyler perry here so he's actually played by a black actor um, Tyler Perry's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 coming out of their shell <laughs> and out of the shadows coming out of their shell <laughs> yeah. which I saw oh, I saw man. you I really were obsessed all things Ninja Turtles and that's why it pains me not that they're making this movie but that I don't care do you, um, do you remember who played Casey Jones in the original yeah uh isn't he in SBU or I do because Elias I Cody is Elias Cody is because I, yeah. I was like yeah. I referenced him in like a casting at some point we did a recasting on one of our episodes and I can't remember um, what it what, who we who I recast him as but yes yeah I don't remember which one we it did. he was great as Casey Jones great yeah. great It'll be a, oh he was so good he was robbed of his Academy Award that year I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you the, for the, 1990 um, yeah he had the best lines so uh, what are we saying uh, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What, we going? We going to see this in the theater? You, you want to recommend people see it in the theater? Wait on Netflix or TN- TNT with commercials. Uh, I'm going to say wait for USA because their characters are welcome. <laughs> USA up all night. Yeah, <laughs> going way back on that one. Gilbert I Godfrey. say we watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Why do they call them teenagers? The characters are at They've least thirty years old. <laughs> They've been around since '87. I know what God brings me. USA Apple. Batfleck. Wow. Pat? I think this is a Netflix one for sure. Well, given that the, for me, the uh, original, the, the, the original, but the last Michael Bay produced uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot um, has been streaming on Netflix for like a year and a half and I still haven't watched it. <laughs> um, I gotta go Netflix. Uh, I, I gotta go... Uh, I gotta go TNT. Yeah, commercials on this one. I I just don't think I'll see it until I see it on accident. <laughs> it's, yeah. I just walk by. Kristen. I walk. I walk by. I walk down the street by a, a TV store selling TVs, <laughs> and there's like thirty of them in the window, and they're all playing. Kristen, like, oh, I accidentally hey. watched TV Ninja Turtles. Kristen, you gotta pick me up. Kristen, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> There's rumors, Amanda, that some of them have abilities. Oh, yeah. I have seen things. Maybe Superman was some kind of beacon for them to creep back from the shadows. I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet who I think can do some good. They're bad guys. Exactly. And if anything goes wrong, we blame them. We have built-in deniability. 
makes you think you can control them? Because getting people to act against their own self-interest is what I do for a living. All right. Um, and right, then moving right along. Uh, what's next? We're coming up into... Uh, we got nothing in July. And as of right now, August 6th brings us Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. I can't wait for the Will Smith rap for this one. Yes. Um, Suicide this, this Squad. Our... Yeah. the color of her hair. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he raps over an NXS sample. We're going to get a big Willy Weekend once again in the summer. Haven't had one of these in a long time, boys. <laughs> Willy Weekend. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's, uh, Suicide Squad, of course, is, uh, something that everyone knows what it is, and this is the perfect choice for DC Comics' third feature film. No, um, Su- <laughs> Suicide Squad's actually a really old concept, going back, I think it's to the 1950s, 56? Maybe? 59! Wow. I was so close. So, 1959 was the first appearance of the, and it was always about bad guys having to be teamed up, uh, together, uh, it was revamped in the ni- in 1987 in the Legends series. John Ostrander, a very famous uh, comic book writer, basically created this idea that Amanda Waller, who is the head, this and we you've seen her, you've seen this concept on Arrow already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she's the head of this agency that puts together these criminals so that they can do operations that would normally. It result in death or whatever. Be illegal. Be illegal. (laughs) So they have plausible deniability, and um, it's a chance for these criminals to do something good for society. Right. Earn their freedom, perhaps. Earn their freedom. They have, like, bombs in their heads and everything else. As they say... bombs in their heads so that if they disobey uh, whatever they're supposed to do, they could just be remotely exploded. Um, this, This comic series had a huge impact kind of on pop culture in a lot of ways. A lot of people like to reference this, which is part of the reason I think this movie got made, is because a lot of people, people like especially on who liked comics when it wasn't cool to like comics, really liked Suicide Squad. Mm. And I, th- I think that's part of the reason this got where it got. So that way we could have Viola Davis finally in a comic book movie. Sure. Yes. Entering the DC verse. Well, um, it's being directed by David Ayer, who's got a not a huge uh, catalog at this point, but he did Fury. That was his yeah, last that's, movie, the Brad yeah. Pitt sort of World War II movie. Which I liked. Um, End of Watch, he did, with Gyllenhaal. Another great um, movie. He also wrote Training Day, so he has a really interesting sort of aesthetic. Three great movies. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, uh, he also wrote this one, so he's writing and directing it. I don't, I didn't see any other credited writers other than, you know, the, the story creators. God, this is the guy who came up with the line, King Kong ain't got shit on me. <laughs> Trying to is um, great. It's a great movie. This, this is, is so a good. really interesting concept. I mean, not really knowing anything about it other than what knowing about this movie and and, and having seen it on Arrow and kind of what we just talked about. Like, can't wait to see Bronze Tiger fight someone. <laughs> what I think is going to be really interesting, though, is this is actually a really brilliant idea on DC's part because as they're sort of just you know really starting this new cinematic universe a la dc since the nolan movies don't count man of steel was really their first one and so batman versus superman will be really their first attempt at actually kind of unifying all of that and so suicide squad gives you an attempt to just introduce a whole bunch of villains all at once get them out of the way you don't have to you can have 10 characters in a movie because you know, they're all going to kind of do their one thing. Some will be kind of the leads, and some of them we already know, the Joker and well, um, that's the, Harley Quinn we might yeah. kind of know. 
Um, yeah. That's what's a really brilliant concept. And we get to have Batman come back. And, like, we know that, like, whoever makes it out of this movie, chances are good we'll see them again as maybe villains in the future sort of universe-building movies that they're doing, Justice League and all that other stuff that they're going to do. Um, I think it's a really brilliant sort of marketing strategy. That said, this movie looks ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it looks like a Hot Topic commercial. I was going to say, this is you have Jared Leto's Joker vying for the position of manager of the local Hot Topic versus Kylo Ren from the latest Star Wars movie. <laughs> They're both kind of like, no, I want to be the manager. No, I want to be the manager. Well, we'll just get pop vinyls and call it a day. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. You're just like, like, you see this picture of Joker right now. Granted, I always hold I my judgment on Jokers. Because mm-hmm. we do we we do this all the time. Yeah, you can't you can't be like, no, this is going to be terrible. And I think he's a fine choice. It's he's Jared Leto, the man's an amazing actor. Yeah, he's well, a very Academy good Award actor. Winning Academy Award. Yeah. 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 He didn't even have to play Joker and die to get his Oscar. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he true. got his Oscar before he played the Joker and died. So <laughs> before he, well, I mean, he's going to die someday. I mean, it may not be before he, It may not be before the movie comes out, but I mean. Yeah, I mean he's, he's only like eventually. He's only like <laughs> yeah. what forty two. He's, he's... I like how we're like talking like he's this young guy playing the Joker. Like he's a new breed of Joker. The man's like forty five years old. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's the the PTSD that comes along with playing Joker that yeah. kind of changes people. As a forty nine, yeah, look year at Jack old, Nicholson. I think he's yeah. inevitably going to just keep incre- yeah. inching up his age until he's like seventy. Jack Nicholson hasn't been the same since uh, since he played the Joker. <laughs> Now all he does is sit in the front row of the Oscars wearing sunglasses inside. Doing, doing blow. Yeah, exactly. No, and then you have, this is, of course, the first cinematic, cinematic appearance of Harley Quinn. Uh, the live action appearance yeah, of Harley looking Quinn. Looking nothing like no. we've come to. No, expect. but apparently she's, from what you hear, because this movie, you can literally watch the entire movie online right now because of all of, like, the leaked footage that's been mm. going out. So if you just cut it all together, you could you could make your own movie. <laughs> Apparently, she changes outfits quite a bit. So she looks a lot like the original costume, the costume from the comics, the costume from the video games. They're kind of throwing in homages throughout sure. the entire movie. There's no idea what the plot is, but the common consensus is, is that the Suicide Squad has to kill the Joker. That's what the, the concept is, is that mm. Amanda Waller is sending Suicide Squad out to kill the Joker. Which is kind of a cool concept, because, uh, you know, the Joker's not actually part of the Suicide Squad, but he's featured prominently in the posters in the movie, so, you know, it's yeah. kind of a cool Makes idea. Okay. Uh, and, of course, you have lots of different characters. You have Killer Croc, you have Captain Boomerang, you have Rick Flag. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say Rick Flair. <laughs> Woo! Got really excited. <laughs> I don't even like wrestling, but I know who that is. Diablo, Slipknot, uh, Katana. Now you're just naming 90s metal bands. <laughs> Come on now. Is it Slipknot or a panda? You decide. <laughs> it's Cannibal Corpse in this movie. It's Cannibal Corpse. Napalm Death. <laughs> no, but Papa Roach does have a cameo. Cold Chamber. <laughs> Cold Chamber. There we go. Uh, yeah, but the, so there's no. This is the first movie that we're doing that actually doesn't have a preview out yet. There's no. There's no trailer for this movie. Yeah, yet. there's a trailer. There's yeah, there's a trailer. A, yeah, there's a trailer. Is there, is there a trailer yeah. for yeah. this movie? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's a teaser at this okay, point. Okay, yeah, it's, no, it's not, but not it's like a real trailer. But it's no. what Kevin was saying is it really does make the movie look ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't even look. I, I, I don't even know. What to, I don't even know what to make of it. It's look crazy. Yeah. But, oh yeah. It looks. This this movie looks absolutely insane. 
but yeah, but but it's very early. I mean, this doesn't yeah. come out until, uh, like I said, August. August. So we got some time. We've got plenty of time. I'm sure there's going to be Oscar a lot season. More. <laughs> we're we're heading into Oscar season there, just about. But what what? Okay, this is weird that they're not doing this as kind of like a July movie, a July Fourth kind of tentpole movie. It's kind of weird. Like I want my big my big Willie July Fourth movie. Yeah, if that date holds, I, I, I think depending on how the buzz works, and I don't know what that summer. You know, offhand, I don't know what that summer looks like. Because so. if Marvel doesn't have anything coming out on July, yeah, nothing in July at all. From that's, what I could tell. That's really bizarre that they would leave that date open. Like, I haven't even heard of anything that's coming out. Yeah, May's pretty full, and then June, like early June, we've got like one, two, three right in a row, and then nothing until Is August. A Speed so. Racer 2 coming out or something like that? Uh, oh, <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah, but yeah, I'm... I think this is an interesting concept. I like what they're doing with it, and I feel like this is kind of like Deadpool, where it's like, oh, this is something different. This is going to be kind of cool. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I get worried about that Jared Leto Joker. <laughs> Just from what we've seen, and I and I know what you guys have said already, you know, looking like a manager from Hot Topic and everything <laughs> like that, but I feel... He's got tattoos that say my parents didn't love me. Yeah, well, when, you know, like when we talk about Deadpool, you know, being an R-rated movie, I've and, and granted, this this was different for Heath Ledger when he was Joker, but I feel now that there's been a bar set that well, that Heath set that now it's like you have to really ramp it up and be over the top. And I and I know mm-hmm. it's early, and maybe it's not the case, but it certainly looks that way. And it looks like the production staff and the people that are developing that character, this version, this take on the Joker, are like, well, we got to go. I mean, he went over the top, but that was more of a genuine like. The guy was psychotic. This is more like a guy like, okay, so you're just going to be crazy, and we're going to put all this stuff on you, and you're going to have tattoos, because you know, people with tattoos are crazy. And It just doesn't look genuine. It doesn't come across as... And, and I know Joker's not supposed to be an entirely believable character, but at least in uh, Dark Knight, I mean, that Joker was... That was a kind of a chilling take on it, and I could see why people were kind of freaked when they were making that movie. I, I would agree, but I always look back and, like, the 89 Batman, people were like, oh, that's that's a chilling take on the Joker. They were saying that about the 1980 way. They are like, there's no way that the Jack Nicholson could ever take the place of Cesar Romero. I mean, his, his <laughs> take of the Joker was the genuine article. But you know what? But that even though as almost as campy as Nicholson's Joker was, you know, when he pulls a gun out and shoots Bob, just yeah. right there. I mean, that's a pretty dark scene Bob right there. Gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My number one uh, guy. But then he just shoots him right <laughs> off the bat, and it's. I mean, he plays a pretty hardcore, ruthless Joker, and that's why everyone was like, "Well, he can't be replaced," because that was a good Joker. And Heath. I mean, when Heath Ledger did it, I think that that was a. That was the only way that it could have been done was that way. And yeah. now that it, that exists, it feels like everything is going to be kind of a, a caricature of that, where an actor's like, "Ooh, I get to play the Heath Ledger Joker." Like, you know, it's not like. I'm going to play Joker and make it mine. It's I'm going to make a Joker that's going to be as crazy as that other Joker. I always I think, just don't feel it's genuine. And yeah. I, I don't know. When I saw the picture of it, I was like, that's not a good idea. That's not a good direction <laughs> that they're Ooh, going what did you in. Do? I always yeah. think, okay, so, so I have a theory on the Jokers that the Jokers are always a product of whatever drug is really popular at the time they come out. So you have Cesar Romero. And Molly. Cesar Romero LSD all the way, you know, right? Just like, just like tripping out the entire time. Jack Nicholson, cocaine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Heath Ledger, heroin. Heroin. Yeah. And so, like, what's Jared? Is it Molly? Is he just like a nuke. club kid? It's nuke. It's right? nuke. <laughs> I don't even know what that it's is. It's a That's Robocop reference. <laughs> oh. 
Nice. <laughs> Nuke. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's, he's like a club kid. He's, it's like that, like, popping. You listen to, 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 to uh, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, he looks like a Skrillex video. <laughs> he looks like a Skrillex video. I was, yeah, I was waiting problem. for you guys to speak to see what art, what DJs you were going to throw out there. Yeah, he went with think, DJ Miley Cyrus. I think he's going to be like listening to Party in the USA, like just like 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 yeah. like tripping well, I think out. We on, get to see yeah. his reveal when he takes off his big Dead Mouse mat helmet. You know, <laughs> he takes it off and it's the Joker Actually, underneath, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" I heard the the opening scene is it's 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 like he's at a rave and he's got like the the big pink fur hat on with like the dangly strings on the side he's got a pacifier in his mouth that's what i imagine <laughs> oh he's, he's in a 90s glow sticks yeah. glow sticks yikes um yeah i don't what, know what do you what do you say just like i'm cautiously optimistic about uh civil war i am cautiously pessimistic about this movie yeah i'm not sure what that means um we'll wait to obviously see more but based solely on what we've seen right now and everything we've discussed um, and knowing me, I would go Netflix. Uh, I would hang. Knowing it's half the battle. Yeah. What do you say? <laughs> kind of torn between Netflix and theater because I like seeing. Maybe you I like, can get I like, it in I like, Redbox. Well, I like, I like seeing the Batman's in the theater. I like seeing Joker. Anytime Joker appears, I like seeing that in the theater. But at the same time, I'm really turned off by right now the way that he's being presented. The way he plays it could totally be in a different direction and, and makes yeah. it for me, but. I, I would have, I'm right now. It's I guess it's more leaning towards Netflix. I am saying theater because this is either going to be amazing or a train wreck. In mm-hmm. either way, you want to be there to watch it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to see the school bus parked on the tracks? Yeah, exactly. Like you're you're just like, how's it gonna go? How's it gonna go? It's like it's like when you see like two cars like getting really close to each other in NASCAR, and everyone's like, <gasps> oh, <laughs> or like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Yay, they crash. Yeah, that's that's kind of so. That's why I say I say go see it in theaters. I think this is going to be this is going to be weird and bizarre. I think it's it's worth the watch. All right, so we have our last one of the of of the of the year. Well, that we know of. Uh, yeah, that we know of. Uh, we got to wait all the way until November fourth, tentatively, for uh, Marvel's second movie of the year. That's going to be. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. If that or is... how I learned, or how I learned to stop worrying and love Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's a Kubrick reference. I get that. I he get Joe that. Gets that reference. Um. So Doctor Strange. Uh, also, he first appeared in Strange Tales number one ten in uh, July of nineteen sixty three. Uh, Stephen Strange was basically a doctor, a very famous uh, surgeon who was very had a lot of hubris. Uh, got into a car accident and basically got nerve damage in his hands and he was not able to operate anymore. So he went soul searching and ended up going to this mystical land where he was trained by the ancient one in the arts of mysticism. Um, like you do. Like you do. Like you did in the 60s. <laughs> it's, it's, that's what happened to Don Draper after. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. That's how every kung fu movie starts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he locates the hermit called the Ancient One, uh, who's actually Earth's Sorcerer Supreme in the Himalayas. And the Ancient One basically teaches him to be the new Sorcerer Supreme. And in this movie, our Sorcerer Supreme is Benedy Bruck Cumberbum. Yeah. Well, our, our Ancient One is uh, played by Tilda Dave, Swinton. Oh, I was going to say David Bowie, but yeah. It's David Bowie's uh, Earth counterpart. <laughs> Earth counterpart. <laughs> Tilda Swinton. This is my Earth counterpart. Her name is Diana. <laughs> uh, yeah, this 
This movie, they just actually released some stills. Yeah, we just saw, I think, yeah, in the last yeah. day or so, the first image of yeah. of, of Cumbie Batch. Of Reginald uh, Cumbersmythe. <laughs> is that his name? I'm never going to get it right on purpose. How long has he been a, a big name actor? Not really that long. Because I, you know, my <laughs> wife and I, when we went to Europe, I saw a movie poster in the Paris subway. And, or no, it was in the underground. We were in was London. Was it Amelie? No, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> but we were we were in London, and we were in the underground, and I saw this movie poster, and it was a big picture of him, and it said Benedict Cumberbatch, and I was like, "Look at this!" Even over here, they're the actors. Of course, his name is Benedict Cumberbatch. I was like, you know, that that's totally British, you know, and 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 would be over here. What this is ridiculous. And then we came back home, and he was super popular here. All of a sudden, I was like, "You mean the guy from the subway in London, like that guy?" <laughs> well, I mean, he got famous for playing Sherlock and Sherlock Holmes in the in the the TV show Sherlock that's been on for like four years. You okay. know? yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, so yeah. yeah, that was right about the time that you got married. So that that actually makes sense. Now that I'm yeah, thinking right about it, right, yeah, it's right around. That <laughs> I was going to make fun of you for a second, but I'm like, oh wait, yeah, that really that's, didn't come yeah, until after that you were was married, a few so. years ago. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's. Um, not my first choice to play Dr. Stephen Strange. I was really, really excited when they were batting around Joaquin Phoenix. And I was like, that would be amazing. Yeah. And I just watched Inherent Vice, and he kind of looks like Wolverine in that movie. So it was <laughs> Yeah. So I was... I was no, he, he, he would have been great. I mean, I think Cumberbatch was one of those ones that, that got talked about, that uh, that people love him and really want him to do something. And I, I, I don't think he'll be bad probably no. he's always guy always like him and everything that i see him in he, i may or may not like the movie that he's in but he's always good uh-huh. in it well, um, what was the one that he was just that the imitation the imitation game, game yeah which i was not a big fan a of great yeah. movie but um he was very good in it it was he was fine. also in the war horse <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Was, he had a part in war stephen horse. king's uh, stephen king steven he's, spielberg's the war horse stephen a, king's the war horse would have the horse <laughs> eating people <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> He had the horses are going to war. The um, <laughs> the <laughs> look a lot like that Batman during the Scarecrow hallucination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the uh, yeah he had a bit part in uh, Tinker Tailor as well. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, not a bit part, but a you know was a, a, a cameo, I guess. Um, he's he's fine. A lot of people like him. Um, Chiwetel Ejiofor is going to be in this movie as well. Um, Scott Derrickson is directing, which is interesting. He's not. He's probably best known for he did this first Sinister movie, um, which is a horror movie. Which is actually kind of yeah. funny because a lot of that was uh, Insidious. Insidious. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Sinister was the one with um, Sinister, with, Insidious, uh, or um, Rent or crap. <laughs> Sinister was the one with Ethan Hawke um, from a couple of years ago. Was I actually watched it on Halloween. Was it the one with like it's like they look at the the pictures, eight millimeter, yeah, the camera, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever it is, super eight nonsense. (laughs) Uh, I liked that movie, but at any rate, it's he's a horror director, so they're they're getting a guy who's got more of an eye for horror, which doesn't necessarily mean that's the only thing that he can do, but it. It's definitely that's a a look and a vibe and sort of a tone that they're going to kind of go for. It's going to be sort of abstract and sort of well, dark, and it's going to have that that supernatural sense to it. I think if you wanted that, it might have been interesting to go in maybe a different direction. Maybe Ty West might have been a better choice. Uh, maybe I don't, I don't more know. Of an this indie is... look, but. I think what this is is like when you know we talked about a lot of mar- the the Marvel um, the. The, the, all the genre pictures that Marvel decided to do. 
Right. This yeah. is kind of like their attempt at kind of doing horror, I'm kind of imagining. Um, Maybe. I mean, it's got point, all we can do is speculate. Yeah, Matt it's got Mads, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen's the, in it. So. He's going to play the big bad, So because yeah. of course he is. <laughs> Dormammu. That's the bad guy's name. Dormammu. Like, Mumu. Dormammu. Oh. So that's we're going to have people ca- saying, like, oh, man, did you see Dormammu? <laughs> that's going to be something that's going to be uttered out of people's mouths, guys. Sure. Dormumu. Um, well, and it's gonna that ha- is it's, what it is. And it's going to have Tilda Swinton in it. Hey, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, I can't I wait for her to reteam with uh, Chris Evans so they can redo Snowpiercer. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't mind Tilda. You know. I'm fine with her. <laughs> She's been in a lot of weird movies lately, so... She's so, just a weird lady. Yeah, so, yes. so this, this has is, yeah. potential to be a lot of fun. It, 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 you know, best case scenario, this is kind of a, a sort of a non-Avengers universe um, happy, like, pleasant surprise, like Guardians of the Galaxy was. Like, this yeah. has nothing to do with anything that we've seen so far, and it's kind of a fun, weird diversion, and that'll be fun. Um, but at the same time, I think it was just this week, Derrickson actually said um, that he worries that this movie is too weird for Marvel, and he's just kind of waiting for people to stop him, <laughs> um, which Jeez. is either a really good sign or a terrible sign. <laughs> I think it's a great sign. Uh. I, I want it to be like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, but in the Marvel Universe. Fear and Loathing in oh, the Marvel Universe, yeah. that's what I want. Maybe. Just like, I don't know. Just see... Doctor Strange hallucinating as he's walking through a hotel lobby. It's goddamn bats! Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's you know I, I think it's kind of nice because what Marvel is kind of doing now is they're doing they'll do okay this is our, uh, one of our big three movies. So like the next big one that comes out after that, I believe is Thor Ragnarok. I think so yeah, Ugh. yeah, they're making another Thor movie. Uh, you know what that means? It's like they're not listening to us. They're yeah, th- another Thor comic book logic. <laughs> Thory. Uh. Thor. Um, so yeah, so they're they're doing another Thor movie. Then after that will be another smaller movie. So that's what's kind of like. It's like they're going back and forth. Like yeah. tentpole movie, kind of a smaller independent one. We're gonna see how this one goes, and from there. So I'm kind of excited about that. I, I I'm looking forward to this one quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If, I, if, I, I I'm. I'm kind of indifferent to it. I'm not. You don't like the Ben DeBrook Cumberbund. I, I I don't, and I I don't like him. And I haven't liked him in anything that I've seen him in. <laughs> wow. Period. I just don't. Hey, somebody's got to take. And, that and granted, you know, I you know, I will take you know full accountability. I do not have, and I've been called out many a time on many a variety of Planet Arbitrary podcasts for having poor taste in pretty much anything in pop culture. Oh, so yeah, I don't really say that. Don't I'm not. I'm not taste, the. Pat. Yeah, I'm not the one that people should be saying well pat b says you know it's not that but i just i don't really like him and i don't really see him being a main character in things he's not very i don't know he just doesn't come across as as expressive enough as he needs to be for a comic book character is it because he kind of looks like a tall lizard <laughs> yes. That, that, well, and he's just—he seems to be a little bit more reserved. I, I don't know why. Like um, that's called being British. Yes, <laughs> he's too British for this role. He's too British. He's too British. He's too British for this role. <laughs> Can't he play Captain Britain? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's actually a Marvel character. That is a Marvel character. Uh, but he's actually owned by Fox, I believe. <sighs> oh yeah, because he's part of the, the uh, X Men. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, um, yeah, this one had to be cut short because we can't do anything. We don't know anything. Yeah, we don't know anything too yet. much we're, about we're, it. We're we're eleven months away from this movie and we haven't seen anything but one picture so far. I'm I'm tentatively <laughs> saying it's going to be a theater, um, because it's Marvel and it's going to be weird and crazy and I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, now I'm going to go theater. Yeah, I'll, I'll say theater if it's supposed to be. Like that, like you say it's supposed to be. Like Fear and Loathing in the Marvel Universe? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, drugs. You know, yeah. so, I mean, it's got me there. <laughs> we were somewhere near Mars, Marvel Universe when the drugs began to take hold. Right, so um, as we look forward to 2016, we're going to look back at 2015 really quickly. Um, I asked the guys to come up with our um, three favorite uh, movie moments of 2015. Um, not comic book related in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, Pat and I are both dads, so we don't get this chance to see a lot of movies. And Kevin's movies are all going to be like, I really like this this scene from this Dutch movie I watched. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um. So uh, I'm going to start, I'll, I'll just start off with my number three one. I'll go really quick. It's a movie that I absolutely maligned and I did not, I didn't like, it's from Avengers 2. It's a scene where Vision picks up Thor's hammer. Um, mm. It was so, it was built up perfectly well that you don't necessarily see it coming when it happens. And I like those type of moments the best where you don't see it coming, but then when you look back, you're like, oh, I should have seen that coming from a mile away. And I like those moments. And it was they built it up through the whole opening sequence where no one could lift his hammer, and then you see the Vision's big appearance, and he pulls up the hammer of Thor. Really cool. Pat, what's your number three? Number three is from Jurassic World. Ooh. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Should we? Are we putting the disclaimer of spoiler on these? I would try not to spoil too much. I feel like that one people have probably seen at this point because i mean but, it, would, it would completely ruin the movie for someone if i say it no just go ahead and say it all right well spoiler you, you've been if you warned, haven't if seen jurassic warned, world by this point forward yeah. about a minute yeah yeah, yeah. when the t- at the very end when the t-rex kills the 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 mega horrible thing the yeah. the, the main dinosaur i for some yeah. reason Indominus i was rex yes i was very you know i'm super nost- i mean joe's wearing a jurassic park shirt but i mean i'm very nostalgic about jurassic park i love that they were bringing it back, and it looked kind of new. It wasn't like the all the sequels. Was it your daddy's Jurassic stuff. Park? No, it was. Yeah, it's, it was something kind of new, and it was a, a nice throwback. It was something that made me feel warm and fuzzy when I saw him again. I was like, "Oh yes, like he's back. It's I, the T Rex. Well, my generation will always win." <laughs> I, I like the idea of of the doors opening to the T Rex paddock, and then it's just like. Let him go, and it's just it's it's uh, Jeff Goldblum just comes out dressed as <laughs> yeah. like, rar, just like acting like a T Rex, not even pretending to be Jeff Goldblum, just pretending to be a T Rex. But it was just a good, warm and, and fuzzy feeling that I had. It was a good movie going experience for me. All right, what's your number three, Kevin? Good deal. Um, so my number three is from a movie uh, that is currently streaming on Netflix. So you can check it out. It was one of my favorites of the year. It's called Tangerine. Um, it's a uh, if you've read anything about this movie you know uh, maybe a few things about it that it was shot entirely on an iPhone 
which um, kind of underplays it a little bit because it doesn't really have it has a very cool um, kind of hip indie movie vibe to it um, and that I think owes a lot it owes a lot to that but um, it's actually the story of two uh, transgendered prostitutes in LA um, who are uh, one of whom just gets out of jail and finds out uh, meeting up with her friend that um, her boyfriend who is also her pimp has been cheating on her she then decides to go on this whole deliriously crazy like madcap journey around the city trying to find out who this is trying to find him to confront him it's a very zany very I've, goofy funny movie i've heard nothing but good things about this movie. it's it's a terrific movie and it's actual transgendered prostitutes unknown actors uh who are playing these is role, there, who are in this movie hmm. and uh it's just this weird side of it's like a, a glimpse there, into a world of, in la that like Lots of people would have no ability to see. And anyway, that my scene. I was going to say, do you have a setting scene? up the movie? My scene <laughs> is actually the finale. It's almost it's sort of the penel- penultimate. I like how you were scene. like, well, we'll make this quick, and then you go through a twenty minute explanation. Well, because of the movie. I have to set it up because it's not you know Jurassic Park or <laughs> Avengers, yeah. which we've already talked about. But um, at any rate, um, the the finale, the 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 sort of penultimate scene is this sort of confrontation at this place called Donut Time, which is actually where the movie also starts, and that's where it ends. And it's all of the different character threads are sort of come together here. You've got the 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 one lead, um, Cindy, and her boyfriend, and the girl, and her friend, and then there's an Armenian cab driver who's also in the movie who kind of makes his way there, and like his mother-in-law who's super suspicious of what he's doing, and it's this enormous blowout, and it's like. All the madcap, just sort of screwball zaniness of the movie crescendos right here, and it's just a brilliant, crazy scene that... It turns into a Marx Brothers pie fight, is what you're saying. And it's a Christmas movie, so look to see this one uh, next Christmas, if not sooner. Um, My number two is... This is spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Skip ahead. Um... But what movie? What movie it's are you spoiling? Star Wars. Oh, okay. From this is my only so, one yeah. from from the Force Awakens. Um, this is the, the entire. You t- this was this is my number one and my number two were very very tied. I, I I'm only going with this one just because the number. I'll not explain when I go to my number one. But in the movie, um, there's a scene where we're introduced to an old friend. And it's as the main characters are running, which you don't see in any of the prequels because they're all on green screen, so there's no running. The characters are running, and they're like, well, we have to get off this planet. We'll go on this quad jumper. Well, what about that ship? Well, that ship's garbage. And then as they blow up the, the first ship they're running to, they go, we'll take the garbage. And they turn it, and you see the Millennium Falcon. Something that you don't see from a mile. Same thing as the Thor's hammer. You don't see from a mile away, but then you see it. It's like you just cheer because you're like, yay! <laughs> So well done, and God bless J.J. Abrams for for making us all appreciate Star Wars again. Um, but that was a sp- that was a single scene in that movie that that was the standout scene for me. And I told Pat when we went to go see it, I go, "The, the Millennium Falcon reveal is going to be the best part." And he's like, "Don't tell me anything." <laughs> and then he, then it would happen. I was like hitting him on the side. I was like, "See, see, see." <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Yay!" <laughs> okay, that was my number two, Pat. That's actually my number two. Ah, there you go. <laughs> that is actually my number two. Millennium that Falcon. was oh, it was so good. Uh, that reveal was just was perfect, pitch uh, perfect, pitch oh, perfect. It was per the, the the timing, the presentation of it. 
because the whole time it, it it happens at a point in the movie where you're you're still waiting for that first nostalgic bit of Star Wars, that classic Star Wars to come in. And not you just know, aside to be, from the opening title <clears throat> sequence. Well, well, yeah, yeah <laughs> but th- that's a given. I mean, you know you're going to see that. But then once everything kicks off, you're really just kind of waiting, you know, and you're kind of looking like, all right, do all these new characters that I'm seeing, how well do they fit in the universe that, I already, that I'm already familiar with? And so you're kind of put, you know, trying to place the movie and rank it and kind of get a feel for it. And and I was wondering, I mean, the whole, the whole time, I was like, all right, when are we going to start seeing, you know, you know, because it's going to be a cool reveal either way. And when Joe said, "Oh, you're you're going to love the reveal of you know, the Millennium Falcon," uh, when it did happen, I was like, "Oh, that was perfect!" And it just and really the movie for me, I think, and watching it really starts from that point. I mean, once they find the Falcon, then it's just character after character gets introduced. It's you know Han believe, and Chewie still and can't Leia. Believe Kylo Ren is C three PO. Weird. Oh, oh, well, I was telling Sorry, Joe, I, was, I, I like the, the casting choice of, of Kylo Ren as a young Roger Waters. <laughs> <laughs> Only Kevin would really appreciate that joke. Yeah. I, I well, I mean, they got him fresh out of uh, recording Dark Side of the Moon, so. All right, what's your, what's your number two, Kevin? That's, that's not a moon, it's a space station. <laughs> oh! No! Uh, my number two is the opening kind of uh, chase scene, the very first chase scene. That kicks off uh, Mad Max Fury Road. It's what a glorious day! <laughs> Basically, that moment when Charlize Theron's character, who's driving the truck, just kind of turns off into the desert, and we don't quite know what's going on yet. That's when you kind of are just like, oh, like, okay, no, all right, uh, we're, we're going, uh, here we go. And then you never are allowed to stop doing that until the movie ends. <laughs> you're basically on, you get one chance to breathe and then you're like okay and now we're going yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. It, that's it. And it's the whole movie, just this breakneck thing and that's where it starts. There's there's probably other better moments that yeah. that bigger moments uh, uh, cooler from a cinematic standpoint from that movie um, but I didn't want to repeat everything that was on the AV Club's movie scenes list so I went with a different scene from that movie because otherwise yeah, uh, it would just be too repetitive. My uh, one of the scenes that almost made my list was the reveal of the the guitar player with the flamethrower and the yeah. big, big like just like that yeah. that when you see that you're like okay I'm in for something really weird just now absolutely insane yeah I'm so glad that movie got made it wasn't one of my favorites of the year but I'm just glad that movie was made oh, so yeah. good um, so my number one um, it's really recent so this is definitely a spoiler I'm not gonna go too deep into it. Um, it is Samuel L. Jackson's monologue from <laughs> The Hateful Eight. Uh-huh. Um, Kevin and I went it's just right. If you get the chance to see it, if you do get to see it 70 millimeter, it's the scene that I, I think I know what you're talking about right before, right before the, the intermission. intermission. Yeah. Um, so The Hateful Eight, for those who are not really aware, it's not a cowboy movie at all. It's a, basically a uh, Agatha Christie novel set with cowboy hats and guns mm-hmm. um it's it's and samuel l jackson takes the 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 place of like hercule perot or uh miss marples or any mm-hmm. of those type of like real detective characters and he sets out on this monologue right before the intermission that is one of the most insane things you uh, like you think of tarantino monologues you think of um uh the the watch speech from pulp fiction you think about uh uh, Steve Buscemi and, and Reservoir Dogs. Um, uh, I was going to say, um, the, the Like a Virgin. Yeah, the Like a Virgin. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. think of these like really like really crude, gross monologues that people do, and this one just tops it, yeah. like to the point where you're just like. I, I was sitting there next to Kevin, like, oh my god, it, yeah. <laughs> this is insane. It's bonkers. It's it is bonkers nuts. And I'm sure it's and I'm sure it's it's still in it's in the 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 regular sort of the digital sort of theatrical. Oh yeah, release. it's got. I've heard it. of a yeah. couple of scenes. I've heard a little bit of what gets cut from the 70 millimeter. Um, it's just a couple of minor things, I think. Yeah. Um, that definitely will not be cut. No, because it can't. It, it, it can't insane it's a, it's wonderful it's wonderfully insane and it is one of my it was one of my favorite moments of 2015 and i'm glad it kind of like tail ended because it was something that like i thought most of this year was kind of crappy when it came to movies like what am i going to really be excited about i hope it's i hope your final one's not the the, the, the what's his face and fast the last fast and the furious like oh, his final God. drive off into no. the sunset <laughs> that's paul walker when it's cg <sighs> paul walker um but yeah it's like in a, in a year dominated by kind of like meh stuff that was just like oh this this is exactly what i needed i needed a tarantino gross crude monologue what's your what's your number one well paul walker driving off <laughs> yeah you kind of spoil i'm scrambling for a new scene uh no my number one also comes from force awakens and yeah. it's it's more of a personal thing for me uh something that the the previous six movies didn't do at any point. Carrie Fisher's Coke now. <clears throat> well, the Coke nail, yeah. But no, it's and again, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. So if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, because maybe you haven't, because it was a huge movie and it happened on the holidays and everything like that. So, but if you haven't seen it, yeah, skip ahead. But there's a scene where our new characters, Finn and Poe, the, the the new buddy buddy characters, the new buddy relationship in Star Wars, where they steal a TIE fighter to make an escape it, off the yeah, off yeah. the the Imperial ship. They do something in that where when they're trying to the, they're trying to steal the ship, the TIE fighter or they're trying to steal a TIE fighter, it's still tethered to a like a power conduit, like a charging station, I, I guess you would say. It's where the iPod dock. Yeah, exactly. It's docked. It's <laughs> yeah. essentially it's docked. And they try to fly the thing away and it gets pulled back by the tether. And you see the way the TIE fighter interacts, the way it hovers in the air, the way a spaceship essentially would hover or would re- would react in zero gravity. And it's something that you don't see a TIE fighter ever. They're always going in a straight line. TIE fighters yeah. are either spinning in circles or going in a straight line all the time. You never see one just kind of hovering or in a um, an, uh, an idle mode or anything like that. So you really have to see the movement of all of the ships. And it's kind of my favorite part of of the force awakens is you get to see how all of the ships kind of react and how they would react in real life. I mean, X wings fighting in, an actual earth atmosphere you know with dog fighting with tie fighters and everything like that in an earth atmosphere looking more like planes than spaceships and i always thought that they looked more like a fighter jet than an actual you know an actual spaceship so it was cool to see how all of the vehicles in star wars really reacted they really went for a more realistic take on that i mean even the falcon i mean the vortices in the sand and and all that stuff i mean i thought was really cool and really for me kind of made the movie well yeah i i think one of the things i really liked about force awakens is everything had weight yes it felt exactly. like yeah. everything weighed yeah. something yes which it wasn't just like a cg creation and interacted with its environment it, it felt like if it hit something, it hit something. If it, that's kind of even the guns had like little COT cartridges, so when they pressed, when they fired the trigger, they would kick back. Yeah, exactly. Was cool. So was it just a guy like 
pretending to kick back with the gun every time he shot, <laughs> yeah. so they have to match it up. Yeah, it was. It felt like there was weight in that movie. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, like Tie Fighters. I mean, you see those things that are a dime a dozen; they get blown apart like nothing. You know, but in this movie, you actually get a sense of how they really move and how everything moves in the universe of Star Wars and how those vehicles really react. And for me, you know, it's the vehicles that drew me into Star Wars. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know for some people it's it's the story of Luke and all this stuff, but for me, it was totally the vehicles. So it was very cool to see Force Awakens really kind of show you a more realistic take on those. So for me, it made the movie. One of my favorite things in that movie is everyone always talks about, oh, it's just everything's all homage to all the other Star Wars movies. One of my favorite homages in that movie had nothing to do with Star Wars. It was from Apocalypse Now. It's when the TIE fighters are coming in over the sunset. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is the end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a... a, All right, so Kevin, what's your your number one favorite movie moment of the year? (sighs) My number one is not from Star Wars. I'm really sorry. It's also not from The Force uh, Force, Force Awakens. Uh, It's also not from The Hateful Eight. Um, It's from a movie that uh, Joe will probably never watch, and uh, Pat will probably also never watch, although everyone listening to this should watch. It's actually also on uh, Netflix, uh, fortunately. Um, It's a movie called Phoenix. Um, It's a movie that... It's about a French band... um, it's spelled F E N I X. No, it is not spelled like it is nothing to do with either a French indie pop band or a late nineties pop punk band. <laughs> it has nothing to do with any of that. Uh, I like how your number one we're just already shredding. <laughs> yeah. No, you guys can that's fine. Um I'm right. So the uh so it's basically the final scene in that movie. It's um if people refer to it as the speak low scene because that's the song speak low um that gets sung at various points through the movie and and it being sung in that movie um at the ending is a moment sort of a movie moment a musical movie moment on par with something like um uh um what is it uh from casablanca like um uh time uh, after time like uh as time goes by as time goes by time after time is the (laughs) I was going to say I'll edit that, but time after time is like, funny. That was a cover? Um, if you do that. Um, so It's Romy and Michelle, sorry. If you look up Phoenix, you find it. I mean, it's a, it's a German film. It's set um, after World War II. Um, a character coming out of a, a concentration camp. But it's not depressing, and I cannot stress that enough. It's really not a depressing movie. It has a lot of sadness. It also has a lot of hope. It's a very hopeful movie. Um, it's much more pulpy. It has a lot more in common with, um, honestly, a movie like Casablanca. Um, actually, the other movie that it references a lot sort of directly is um, Vertigo. Um, it's not a mystery so much, but it has a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a really sort of a, an interesting riff on Vertigo. Um, really, really terrific movie, but the way that that movie the final scene in that movie is, um, and I'm not going to get into it too much because I don't want to spoil anything. I really encourage everyone to check out the movie, but um, I will say it is one of the all-time great movie endings. One of the greatest endings to a movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, top, maybe, I don't know, 20. That's just top of my head. Um, just outstanding. It, it, it is, I agree. We've talked a little bit about this, that this, I think, has been compared to maybe the last couple of years. Um, I think this is a weaker year for movies, um, but that doesn't mean there weren't still just absolutely fantastic movies, and that is one of them. And that is streaming on Netflix, so if you have Netflix, go ahead and check it out. It's not terribly long. I think it clocks in just under an hour and a half. So do yourself the favor. Check it out. Um, and before we end, just one of my alternates was uh, in Snowpiercer, when Chris <laughs> Evans 
says that he last year. What last year, Joe? Was it? Was it 2014? Yeah. Was it? That's okay. Go ahead. Did we see it 2014? Yes, we did. What? Really? I think we saw it in the winter, though. I think it was toward the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. I was. That's what maybe. That's why I'm. Maybe it was just so cold in the movie. Yeah. It's well, well, whatever. 2014. I had a hard time trying to figure out if what was it? Jon Snow even came out this year or last year. Uh, so uh, John Wick, John Wick. Wick. Yeah, I got a feeling you were going to come in and bring up John. Wick. It was last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was when Chris Evans says he he knows what babies taste like and they taste the best. <laughs> 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 All right, go to planetarbitrary.com for planet arbitrary needs. You can follow me on Twitter at planet arbitrary. You can follow Kevin at at K White says. You can follow Pat at Pat's Game Reviews. Um, you can like our Facebook page backslash Planet Arbitrary. Um, you could also like our sister podcast, The Play On, a.k.a. Pat's Retro Video Game Dang. Review Podcast, where Pat talks about video games, and he's going to talk about his favorite video games of the year, and he's going to talk about how Fallout 4 sucks, and then Steve's going to say, no, Fallout 4 is the best game of the year, and they're going to argue about that for 40 minutes. Yeah, that, I mean, you could just, yeah, that's, that's, pretty that's much essentially right there, the yeah. podcast right there. Yeah, we're going to be doing the Game of the Year podcast here coming up. Uh, one, you guys post this weekend, correct? Uh, yes. Comic, comic Book Logic. Yeah, so we're, yeah, yeah it'll, it'll post here pretty quick, but. Yep, game of the year. Uh, Steve, yes, has been playing a lot of Fallout 4. Uh, I am catching up on a lot of stuff. I've been out of town quite a bit, but yeah, I'm playing through a lot of stuff right now and uh, n- narrowing my list. I'm just trying to get through a lot of stuff right now, personal Well, it was a, it was a busy year in video games. There was a lot of, I mean, granted, I mean, like you guys were saying with movies, not a lot happened uh, with movies that was real great. It's kind of the same thing with video games, but there was a lot of stuff out there to play. Uh, you know, if you look past the AAA titles, there's a lot of stuff going on this year. So there's a lot to play. City Skylines. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to get to Just Cause Three. Just Cause. Um, you could also uh, listen to the Game Classy podcast, which I'm on, where we talk all about tabletop games. That's going to post uh, out of the opposite week of this. Um, nothing special coming up in the in the works. We just normally BS and sing songs from the 1980s. It's pretty much all it is. <laughs> so, um, you could also uh, go to the Game Classy YouTube page where we post up episodes of not only Game Classy but also Comic Book Logic, and you can listen to us right on the YouTube page. And it's Game Classy Podcast there. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, until next time. I got nothing. K- Pat, until next time. Oh, there's so many good lines. Rachel, (laughs) you gotta pick me up. (laughs) Comic, what, logic.